0: The more you know the more you know the more you know it's the
1: more you know
0: And we are back. Welcome everybody to the more you noble sports podcast. I am Mike Noble and you can follow us on Twitter at more underscore noble. I'm joined by my partner right across from me. Caleb Noble. You can find me at Caleb Noble zero 8 And we have a lot of stuff to talk about. Uh, so much so many things right now but first off let's go ahead and get to our first guest and our co-host our guest host tonight uh we we bring to you a man who has joined us quite often who has made very many bold uh, projections maybe even prognostications uh let's trade dylan carlson is one of these things that he might have said at one point in time he might have said something like that he also might have said other things that at times we might have looked at each other and said what? And then the next thing you know, those things are true. He did say DeAndre Swift is a dude. So far, DeAndre Swift has been a dude. So there are things out there. He said in my classroom years ago, and he told me, Noble, the Suns are going to win a championship. Now, they have not won a championship yet, but they are on the verge, and I am so happy for him because of that. We are joined by a person who writes for uh, at FF League Winners, Fantasy Football League Winners, and who is going to break some pretty big news tonight, and also a man who in his Twitter profile pic, looks like he feels that today is a great day to whoop somebody's ass. Matt Seward.
2: How are you tonight?
0: We are fantastic, Matt. How are you?
2: I'm, I'm good. I'm happy to be here. It's, it's a lovely Thursday evening, so I'm, I'm excited. I'm, we're, It's all four sports on at the same time. I mean, how much better does it get?
0: Twenty five time, 25th time, is that what I heard or something like that, that there's every sporting event is on or something like that? I don't remember what the number was, but it's pretty rare, I think.
2: Yeah, it's a rarity, so I, we're going to take it, and we're going to love it, and we're going to enjoy the night.
0: I believe that those stats that I just threw out could have been made up, but I heard something about it. Uh, Matt, why are you so pissed off in this profile pic? What, what happened? Who did you wrong?
2: Uh, actually, it's a, a photo from my senior pictures in high school that I, I really like. So I, It's I, probably I,
0: could because you had to sit in my class for an hour and a half every other day.
2: No, that was the only class I felt like going to school for. So <laughs> I do appreciate that. I do
0: appreciate that. Uh, yeah, you look like you are ready. You, you, you look like you are ready to go M&M somebody.
2: I mean, hey, when the situation presents itself, you got to defend yourself, right?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, we have a lot of big news from people here on our podcast. Um, let's go ahead and get yours out. I, I want to go ahead and I want to rep what, what you're doing because I think it is absolutely awesome. I want you to break break it here and then let's get that out to our listeners. And uh, we'll keep going on uh, with that. So, Matt, I want to give you a couple minutes to go ahead and, and rep what you've got going on right now.
2: Yeah, so I decided to, uh, to go ahead and start up my own daily podcast. It's called the Let Me Explain podcast. So any any takes you hear on here or over on my Twitter, uh, they will be explained in, in grave detail over on that podcast. It's gonna I'm going to try my best to make sure it's a daily thing, just kind of an inside the mind of Matt, inside the mind to see – how I feel about the upcoming day of sports, a recap on the sports the day before. Uh, Cause you know, there's always stuff every day. You've got to break the news about something in one of these four sports. And I want to be there, you know, kind of first, not first, but you know, first on the scene and, and we'll, uh, we'll go from there and it's going to be kind of a chill, relaxed environment. Some episodes will be longer than others. And we're just going to go with the flow and roll with the punches right now. But uh, yeah, I'm excited. It's going to be fun.
0: Absolutely. Awesome. I'm going to actually sit down. I was busy today at work. But my plan is to listen to this this evening. Uh, a daily podcast, dude, that's a lot of work. But I think it's awesome. I'm, 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 a, I'm geeked to listen to it.
2: Yeah, and I, and I, don't, I don't plan on having, you know, two-hour episodes every day. I, I honestly don't have the time for that. But, you know, if, even if it's a slow day of sports the day before and the day ahead, then it'll be, you know, a 20-minute breakdown or 30-minute breakdown. It's all going to vary. So All right. Uh, is
0: the first thing you're going to explain why the Cardinals should not trade Dylan Carlson? Uh, Yeah.
2: Yeah, I was wrong.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Well, we don't know that. To be fair, we don't know that yet. Yeah, we don't. We don't. We don't. He's only 23. We think that the, the future is very bright for Dylan Carlson. The, that's what I'm going to Okay, expect. at the most,
3: we do know that at the time of him saying it, there was the
1: wrong <laughs> thing to say.
0: But it's all right. He's we, it's all right. We all say things. 24 now, actually. We all
3: say things. Dylan just turned 24 in the last couple of days. Right. So,
0: happy know? birthday, Dylan. Happy birthday, buddy. If you're listening, Caleb and I still love you.
3: Yeah, I've always loved you. Matt <laughs> hasn't.
0: <laughs> uh, now... Caleb has some very big news that I think he needs to go ahead and announce on here because it does sort of impact a lot of things moving forward, but all in a really positive manner. So let, let's, I want to give you the, the microphone here.
3: Okay, well, I'll, I'll be go- I'm i going to um, University of Illinois to study sports journalism uh, in the fall. No, the spring. spring. The spring. There we go. And, yeah, that's, I mean, that's the news. Are you pretty
0: excited about this move?
3: Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to get away from you.
0: I assume that's what it was. And <laughs> my family.
3: I did assume that's like, what it was. Get out of this this town, to be right. honest. Yeah. See something new, maybe.
0: Yeah. Well, Champagne is middle of Illinois, just sort of like Godfrey is, but it's not Godfrey.
3: Champagne. I mean, it's it's in Illinois, but it's not anywhere close to this. Trust me,
0: <laughs> it's not. Hey, that's awesome. Shout out to both you. One man. Shout out to you. That I, I'm so happy for your your. Uh, your new podcast and Caleb shout out to you. That's awesome. Um, obviously you were massively impacted as so many of us were, but with COVID it changed so many of the, the trajectory of where you were heading. I'm super geeked that you ended up uh, that you're going to the U of I. And here's what I know, Brad Underwood, hire this man. All right. Last year, last year, the Cardinals took a chance on a kid from Godfrey, Illinois, who they didn't know. They didn't know anything about him. They took a chance on, a, on this young man, and they hired him. And the next thing they knew, he was friends with Lars. Jack Flaherty was thanking him. Uh, was Lars good. couldn't find his glove every day, so Caleb had to find it for him.
3: Came by the T. He, he had to today.
0: tell him not to wear a T.J. McFarland jersey. And the next thing you know, they won 17 in a row, got into the playoffs, and their manager got shit-canned. So maybe Brad Underwood, don't hire this <laughs> <laughs> may, may, that Maybe, will, maybe that he's not, not the person that maybe, maybe Brad Underwood's not the I guy. I Brad Underwood's. Okay. Good. Yeah. I thought my kid was. I can't wait to see you take this team to the Final Four. Yeah, maybe I'll just get in Andre Corbello's ear and tell him. I think maybe that's going to be your roommate. I'm hoping he's electric. I'm hoping he is your roommate. Because I bet he wakes up at 5 a.m. every morning, like full of energy.
3: Well, from what I've heard from people who, from my girlfriend who goes there, the basketball players aren't going to sleep early. (laughs) Probably, (laughs) probably,
0: Probably not a surprise. Well, either way, both you guys, I'm very proud of you very proud of you thanks um i think it's awesome what you're both doing now here's what i'm hoping i get to retire in about a year less than a year i'm hoping you two become some superstars maybe even together on mlb network or the nfl network or the nhl network or the whatever network we have the u of i network who knows and you guys can just like send me some money and i can be a, a guest every once in a while
3: yeah i don't yeah maybe I don't like being Great take I don't there. want to be censored. Maybe I'll go on HBO.
0: Yeah. I think YouTube. I think I've
3: got I think you two on YouTube
0: would be fantastic. Don't you agree, Matt?
2: Yeah, that if me and Kay were on a call together, that would be the most electric broadcast of all time. So
0: absolutely. I think people to handle it. I think we're gonna I think you two have to make this happen. Let me explain.
3: <laughs> See what, <laughs> what I did there?
0: See what I did there? All right, Matt, let's talk. We're gonna let, we gotta talk because obviously we took a little hiatus. Uh, Caleb had a lot of stuff going on at, at U of I. Um, I know, Matt, you were busy. I, I got really, really busy last week, and then I got sick last week. Uh, feeling much better, by the way. Thank That's you for good. asking. Not COVID, just sinus infection. Had For the second time in my teaching career, got sent home from school. Uh, they said, you cannot be here. So had to go get the rapid test. Uh, rapid test is really rapid, by the way. Like, they knew very quickly. Not COVID. Uh, obviously, a, a sinus infection, I'm sure. They didn't know. But much better now, much better now. So it's been a long week for, for a lot of people. And then uh, really shout out to my daughter, Hannah, who was on the homecoming court at Eastern Illinois. That was really cool. We went up to see that. So it's been a really, really busy week, uh, family-wise and everything else. So it's really nice to be back with you guys. So we got to talk, my, our Matt and Kale. we got to talk Mike Schill. Uh, Matt, I'm going to start with you. I, I was stunned when Kale came down and he told me what happened. I was absolutely stunned. And shocked that a guy with a 559 winning percentage that puts him in the top six all time with the Cardinals, ahead of guys like TLR, Whitey, and Red, who are obviously all in the hall, all in the major league. Well, Cardinal Hall of Fame. I don't think Whitey's in the Major League Hall of Fame. Is. is Whitey in the hall? Okay, so all three in the Major League Hall of Fame. Uh, all three legends in the Cardinals organization. And, and, to be, and obviously, I understand it's only over three and a half years. But, Matt, what were your thoughts right off the bat? Initial thoughts.
2: My initial thoughts was scared. I, w- I was frightened because I don't – my gut tells me this is a really bad thing for St. Louis while my mind wants to tell me that it's not. I, I I fear that this is basically the front office wanting to play head coach, and that scares the living shit out of me. So, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm hoping this is – more of an analytical move, maybe more of a a look in the future move. I, I, I personally didn't understand it, but if I were to look from their standpoint and hope that the way they're looking at it is, is that it's a more of an analytical move. Maybe I don't, I, maybe it's the bullpen. I mean, what, I mean, he didn't have a lot of flaws. Like, yeah, there were some decisions that we all questioned with Mike Schilt or Alex Reyes moves and how he managed to bullpen most of the time, but he wasn't a terrible head coach by any means he had a 17 game win streak. That pushed us into the playoffs. We had really only one bad month of baseball this year, and, and it was June, right? Other than that, we played good, uh, above average baseball. I I don't I didn't get it. I didn't understand it. I still don't understand it. I I'm scared. <laughs> There's
1: it, multiple
3: ways to look at it. I think I tend to lean towards it's analytical because Mike Michael's not an analytics based guy. He'll uh, he'll let Wayno go into the ninth inning multiple times when we saw that he shouldn't have because he gave up runs. And wasn't good, but um, and I don't love the front office being involved in any managerial decisions. But on the flip side of that, if you hire the right guys that are analytical guys, I mean, look at what the Rays have done. There is nothing you can say to convince me that Kevin Catcher actually manages that team because he doesn't. He they go they have a plan, they stick to the plan, and they they use it almost as a it's a system, not a gut feeling. But we've seen that burn him two years in a row now, where. He's gone out there, took Blake's not allowed to cost him, bring in Shane McClanahan. We're What's about
0: Kevin Cage? Yeah. Right? Kevin okay, Cash. sorry.
3: Um bring Shane McClanahan, cost him. So the analytical approach has yet to win anyone a championship. That's what we know. We know that not one team that has won a championship has been the analytical um guys that third time through the order, we don't do it. So it hasn't really been successful other than getting people to the World Series.
0: To be fair, we don't know what the Dodgers look like on an analytical side. We don't know. We, we know, do. We, we do, do know that the Astros are very analytical.
3: Yeah, we do. We so we do, they have one of those. We Series. also know that they don't live and die by it because they will have their starters go through the third time through the order. And to be fair, in
0: Houston, their analytics do tell them to bang the trash can twice.
3: <laughs> that's not happening all, so it has to. It's odd. Uh, <laughs> but um, what I'm saying is it hasn't. And the guys, Kevin Cash and the Yankees, are the two most analytical and Giants teams this year in terms of they go basically off the books the whole time. And
0: we did see the success and of Gabe Kapler and the Giants. We
3: did, but we also saw it bite him the ass.
0: Well, we did. But, again, in a short series, we know that in baseball, anything can happen in a short series. Here, here, here's what I want to say. And I, and I saw Bernie's tweet. I think he tweeted it or he posted it or, what, or he wrote it today about how in today's baseball, I think people are – and I'm, I'm paraphrasing Bernie Miklis here. But I, I'm paraphrasing to the full point of managers aren't running teams anymore. They are a figurehead. Yeah, they're making in-game decisions. But for the most part, I, I, I don't even know that they're in charge of roster creation anymore. I don't know that they're in charge of who starts and when they start, of rotations. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I don't know what the meetings look like with the GMs and the managers before the night. And I think that my, the way I'm looking at it is this. I obviously I've been very critical of Mike Schill. We all have. When a manager loses, every baseball fan goes after them. It's their fault. And when they win, it's whoever pitched really well or had a big hit, or or the offense goes off. No, you never get a, enough credit and you get too much blame. Yep. But it sure seemed like the players rallied around him late. Now you could say, well, they didn't rally around him for five months. I don't. There were a whole lot of other circumstances there. I was, like I said, I said earlier, I was stunned. I was shocked. I did not see it coming. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of the Twitter when when Reyes when he put Reyes in, obviously the Twittyots went off about Fire Shield and everything else. But that's what that's what we do in the heat of the moment. I said leave Alex Reyes in L.A. I did not obviously mean that, right? So I I was like a, I'm still sort of in disbelief that it's happening. But if anybody now, any Cardinal fan out there listening or not listening or whatever doesn't believe that this is a DeWitt and Mosellock as a as the dynamic duo and everybody else better fall in line or they will be gone. We've watched John Moselock fire two managers mm-hmm. when we've had the third most success in major league baseball over the last 10 years.
2: I wanna I want to comment on that because that's a very good point. And I think as as Cardinals fans as all three of us are, I think it's this is a this is a make or break year for John Mosellock now. You have now pushed all of John Mosellock's chips to the center. Right. We all know that, that this is basically now a John Mose Lock team. It has been for what has been the last 10 years. Right. We have not. Since he been, fired
0: Jockety. Since he we,
3: fired Jockety. So right. They fired Jockety. Really since La Russa left and what changed when La Russa left, we haven't won a championship.
2: <laughs> well, yeah. Since. OK, so we haven't been to an, a World Series since 2013. And I know that, oh, some teams don't get there in 50 years. I don't right. want to hear that because with the St. Louis Cardinals. We're competitive year in and year out. We are one of the most successful franchises in baseball. We haven't been the worst team in the NL since 1918. This team needs to compete. We have the payroll to compete. Now that the pressure is on John Mosevac, I need Carlos Correa and Charlie Morton in a <laughs> Cardinals uniform by the end of December or their John Mosevac should be fired. That, well, that's... I hate to
3: break this to you, but Charlie Morton did sign an extension. Yeah, he's
2: extended for yeah, – Oh, well, that's dumb. dumb. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but
0: here's the thing. Here, here's what, I, here's one thing I want to say, and then I'll let, I'll let say, but, and then let's start talking a little bit about, about what we do next. It, it definitely tells me, I, I don't know, I want to believe Matt that you're right that Moseley locks under the gun. I don't think he is. It sure seems to me from just, uh, well, reading Bernie's columns, reading Derek Gould's columns, reading between the lines, reading, reading Brendan Shafer, whatever, reading between the lines tells me it's Mo and DeWitt that are a team. I think so.
3: I think uh, just gives them money. No, I don't
0: think so. I think if, if I do not believe that a baseball guy like DeWitt is not involved in this, I just don't believe that. And I could I could be naive, but I definitely think that that those two are a team right now. And I unless unless Mike Shannon was right, and they are selling the team,
3: they're
2: not selling the team. I with, Mike Shannon. I'm just say, saying So, so right. I so I actually agree, agree, agree with you in that. Well, well, I'm to,
0: sorry, Matt. Repeat that.
2: I was saying I agree with you there, and that's why I think that. Mosaic as just from a Cardinals fan standpoint is now on the hot seat.
0: Oh, I, I think most from a Cardinals fan standpoint, has been on the hot seat for a long time, but I also think that DeWitt sees ballpark village and this beautiful salt and smoke. I'm telling you, Kim, and I went to what, 15 games this year. There, it seemed like there were a hundred thousand people there. That's an exaggeration. I'm being hyper, hyper hyperbolic here, but at ballpark village, every single night, every, that place is booming every single night. Yep. Now with COVID, I mean, we don't know what's going to happen, obviously with COVID, That definitely impacted the attendance last year. It wasn't the play. People wanted to think it was a play on the field. It was, it was COVID. There's no doubt about it, but I think now with COVID this this team's going to draw three to three and a half million fans every year. They play in a terrible division. They're going to be competitive. And I think that DeWitt knows all there. You can't tell me that they don't know all of that. Now I am hopeful. They got a lot of money off the books and we're going to get to that in a minute, but let's talk a little bit about what we think they might do managerial wise. And, you know, obviously we've all seen the list and everything else. It, it tells me that when they kept Jeff Albert and and Greg Maddox, Mike Maddox, apologies, that there's no doubt we're hiring either somebody that's already in the dugout or somebody that is in that Cardinal tree.
3: He basically said that they're hiring someone in the organization. Well, he
0: did say they were going to look at all options, but I definitely
3: yeah, believe it. Yeah, you have to say that. Though. Matt, who's your front runner?
2: Uh, I think Ali Marmol was my front runner.
0: I agree with that. By the way, yeah, I do.
2: I think that he probably can carry most of the weight that Mosai and and Bill DeWitt want him to. And then he can kind of be that that chess piece where he's not necessarily that makes all the decisions, but he is the manager of the squad, kind of like you mentioned earlier. So he, he's my front runner. I, I've heard Stubby Clapp's name come up. I've even heard Matt Holiday and Carlos Beltran's name come up. I don't know about those two. I think Ali Marmol is probably in the driver's seat to be the next uh, head coach of the St. Louis Cardinals. That's where I'm at.
3: I think Ollie Martel will be the coach, but I want it to be Skip Schumacher. I subby clap if that happens. That's just Ooh. ignorant. I'm not saying he wanna be a good manager, but to give a guy I wouldn't ever, call it ignorant. I would because he's never had a job in the major leagues doing making any decisions.
0: Well, neither did neither did Mike Schill. Yeah, no, that or Mike Matheny. I understand it, or Kevin Cash. So we're gonna go down that same road. I mean, I'm just saying, or Aaron Boone. I mean, there's a lot, or Alex Cora. I'm
3: just saying, when well, you have the options, the succession should be bench coach too. Coach, if that's right, right. what you're going to do. right? And so him being your bench coach, I mean, I don't think – he's not going to want to stay if they don't – I mean, if they're like, you're just going to go back to your role. Like, he should be the guy that's next up, I think.
0: Well, we saw what happened to Jose Okendo when they didn't give the job to Okendo. And, yes, Ho- Jose is still – I think, what is he, like a roving four-day-a-month like infield in instructor or something. And I've seen people blowing up that it's good they want Jose. He's Jose Okendo's not – I would be – Flabbergasted if Jose Okendo took this job. There is a rift somewhere when Okendo didn't get that job, and I think he has young kids, and I think he's doing a lot of teaching. I think he's pretty happy. again, I'm not. I don't want to speak for Jose Okendo. He's not told me this. Um, I love the idea of Skip Schumacher as well. I I don't know that that's going to happen. I really actually hope that Skip gets the San Diego job. I don't think it's going to happen. He's not going. But I really do. Car- if we're going to be really honest, Carlos Beltran's my number one guy. Fuck Carlos Beltran. <laughs> See, my my
2: is. number one guy is Matt Holiday. Yeah, and
0: Caleb Caleb's been on the Matt Holiday train quite a bit too.
3: Yeah, but what, from what I've
0: heard, they're not even interviewing him. I don't think so. And no, I think probably he's not, not. Doing
3: it in Oklahoma right now. Is he at Oklahoma State still? Yeah, yeah. Is he yep. his brother? Yes. Oh yeah. I mean, what a dream. Well, I mean, it's not the same. He's I, I, I know, know but still, no. Well, Matt Holiday said he would do it. Oh, I'm but sure. But I think it's the other way, not wanting yeah. to do it. Yeah. I think I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he has too strong of a jawline. there are afraid he's gonna be Matini. <laughs> I don't know, but um, I don't know. There, I've heard Benjamin Molina's name floating out there now. As a Interesting. um, yeah, I'm sure Yadier Molina would love that. I don't know where I sit on that. He's been in the broadcast booth doing the Spanish broadcast for him, so I don't, I don't know if he would wants to do that. Uh, I don't know. I think Olimar Marmal is gonna. I don't even really think it's gonna be a competition. I think he's gonna get it. Stubby would be the next guy that's plausible to me. I don't inside, see any, inside that dugout. I don't, right? I, no, I don't see anyone outside the dugout. Yeah, it. yeah. I don't. I'm not, I think that's what they should do, but because they know that so they can control these guys, you would
0: take Skip over Ali.
3: I would. How come? Because the players in San Diego loved him. He's has a lot of experience with his organization. Ali Marmol was not a player for as long as Skip Schumacher. Did he even play in MLB? I don't know how far up he ma- – I know he, he made, made it Skip- to our minor leagues. I, mean, I, high I don't been, know if he ever did or not. been in multiple long right. runs with his organization in the postseason. He was all, he almost seemed like one of those guys when he was playing where he was the heart and soul of the team for a lot of it, kind of a manager while he so was playing. you're seeing him sort of like a,
0: a um, Ross in Chicago. Yeah. Yeah,
3: uh, to, I mean, who, who the players young absolutely guy, love. Young guy who knows, who's analytically based. He knows the game very well. He connects with players very well. He's not that. And he has the respect of being a player He's not that player. Mike Schill, I'm not, not saying on Mike Shield. I actually really like Mike Shield. But he's not that guy that's very much a manager. Like, that. he seems like that's his role. He's the manager. He leads the team. I kind of want a guy that, that, like Terry Francona, everyone to talking about them. They're friends. Dusty Baker, same way. Terry, I mean, all those guys, Kevin Cash. Samuel, Dave Roberts. The successful managers have a relationship with players where it's not—it's friendly, not saying they're friends, and, but they still can lay down the law when they need to. I think Skip Schumacher could be that guy if we were to get him back into the into the organization. Matt, let me ask you
1: this.
0: Cale brought up a point there about them being friends and everything. And, I, and I, I'm okay with that. Like, As a former coach, obviously, this is at the high school level, so let's all relax. But as a coach, I always thought, and I, this was my teaching style too, that if, peop- if my players liked me, you know, I-, I could still make hard decisions. That was my job. But they would play harder for me, and I kind of always made that as my teaching. If I got along with my students, I always felt like I got them to work maybe a little bit harder in my class. Maybe that's my ego. That's- I don't know if that's really true or not. But I do feel like the old brand of baseball, the old guys, that old guard, even the really successful ones were still there if you needed Sparky. I mean, I've heard people love Sparky Anderson. Um, people love Tony Tony La mm-hmm. People love Tommy Lasorda. And I, but I always wonder, we always hear the successful ones were great. Is it because they were successful? Like, there's so, you know where I'm going with this, Matt?
2: Yeah, I, I think you have a point. I think it just, it's all situational, right? I, I think that before you make this hire, as if you're the Bill or if you're John Mosealock or whoever does the hiring there, I'm guessing it's more the wit than it is Mosealock. But if you're making this decision, you got to, I think you ask your players, right? I think you got to give them a little bit of insight. To me, it's and, and for an analogy here, back when Deshaun Watson was discussing a a contract extension when Houston fired uh, Bill O'Brien, right? You ask your star player, hey, what are your thoughts? Like, who do you think would make the best GM here to lead this team where it needs to go? Maybe they, maybe you go ask Nolan Renato or Paul Goldschmidt or Dylan Carlson or Tyler O'Neill, or you go ask the guys that are going to be here for a while because they're your players. Who do you want? Who do you think is going to lead this team where it needs to go, right? So if that is Ali Marmol, if that is Skip Schumacher, if that is someone outside the organization, then you make that decision whether that guy is friendly or not. I I think that's kind of just situational more than it is like a fact. Here's the thing, and
3: I don't – From what um, all the beat reporters have said, Yadier Molina was surprised by the firing. Every player they've talked to is surprised. They haven't reported anyone saying that they saw this coming. So, two things. One, that's bullshit. There's no reason you don't consult Nolan Aranato. Agreed. Paul Ghost, because they're the ones fucking playing for him, yeah. and they liked Mike Schilt. That's going to cause a problem. And if that is the case and you didn't talk to any of them, um, you better pick the right guy to come in. Because if you don't, Nolan Arenado's not going to be here next year because he's going to be like, you fired the guy I like, didn't consult me, hire the guy I don't like. So you better make the right move if you didn't consult them. That's all I'm saying. Because if you don't, it's going to cause a massive issue. And, like, this team isn't going to be good in the next couple of years if they don't have Nolan or not Nolan. Which, going back
0: to Matt's point, was uh, Moselleck might be on the hot seat. with At least, even if it's not just with the fans, maybe it's with the players. I, I did read I, – I don't remember who tweeted it, but uh, the fact that – and this was something that obviously we're not privy to, but that Nolan and Goldie were, are really, really big Jeff Albert fans. Mm-hmm. So, that was good to hear. Like, we've been very critical. We've been on the fire Jeff Albert train. But, again, I – you know i it's inter- it's going to be an interesting move i think ali marmol just makes sense mm-hmm. uh i like the young i like the young guy in the dugout which i like skip i would be fine with stubby it, that wouldn't make me mad i'd be fine with with carlos i'd be fine with matt holiday i'd be fine with any one of those guys i i i would not go out and get an old guy no see, see I, that. I don't think that fits our dugout
2: I, I agree with that, and I think the bigger the bigger thing that uh, this kind of feels like a smoke cloud over the bigger problems that the Cardinals organization I think faces this offseason, season, and I'm sure we're going to get to that is who we're gonna, who who are we going to bring in now to bolster this this roster, right? That that's and I said earlier I was kind of scared when I heard this news because what it seems like to me is is that John Moselock basically wants full control over roster construction, and that does not sit well with me. I don't think that Bill DeWitt's a big pocket spender and I, I don't like that because I think we need to spend the money this offseason. So that, that's more why I'm frightened than who I think we're going to hire. I think whoever we hire can be fine. I, I mean, of course, there's going to be better options over other guys. But, I mean, at the end of the day, when you when you can have a good lineup and a good roster and a good team, your manager – I feel like manager in baseball is probably the least important head coach spot in all four sports, if I were to guess. Probably that's my, that's my opinion. So – I I think it's just the bigger issues are who we're going to bring in than the coach we bring in.
3: Yeah, I mean, they have to spend money if this team's going to have a chance at winning a World Series next year. And it's that simple. Uh, You look at the four teams left right now. Houston went out, got Kendall Graveman, they got Yemi Garcia, and they got a bunch of guys that are now big parts of what they're doing And traded Miles Straw. Yeah. And then you go over to all other teams. The Braves rebuilt their whole outfield. The – the um, Red Sox, they traded for Kyle Schwarber who's been huge for them. They got Kika Hernandez in the offseason. And those teams, Dodgers, obviously, they got Max Scherzer and Trey Turner. So, what's the one thing with all those guys? They do stuff at the trade deadline. Big stuff. And especially when there's not one team in the whole league that doesn't have a devastating injury halfway through the year. Because it's, it's a sport where they're playing high intensity, high intensity games every single day. People are going to get hurt. You're not going to have your full team. I'm tired of the boo-hoo Jack Flaherty's hurt. Yeah, it sucks. Okay, but why didn't you build up a roster that was deep enough with the payroll you have to be able to withstand an injury to Jack Flaherty, to be able to stand Um, Miles Michael's not coming back and Jordan Hicks not being healthy, to the point to where we had to bring in two guys that weren't good until the last month and a half of the season. Yeah, that was great, and it saved our season to get into the wild card game. But you have to bring in guys and build up a roster that's deep enough. I mean, look at the Dodgers. Look, they – they have Dustin May and Trevor Bauer and all that stuff. They and were Clay, spe- Clay, Bill and Clay Kershaw. Kershaw. those three were expected to be in their rotation <laughs> this year. Three of their they're top for the rotation gone. guys. They're still in the NLCS. And I understand they're spending all this money, but forty million of those of the huge payroll is tied up in a guy who might be in jail in six months.
0: And here's the here's like, the thing I will say about that about Lock and pressure and spending. I the the reports came out when Nolan signed here. That he was guaranteed that they would continue to bolster this roster, to make it make it better every year. Now, to be fair, most did go get us Paul Goldschmidt. He did get Nolan Arenado. I mean, that's two Marcelo big opener. time gets. They're doing a trade now. Looking back was bad. I was in massive favor when we got it. Yeah, but he still went.
3: He still went for it. He did.
0: He did make a trade to bring in Tyler O'Neill, which nobody knew at the time, including you know, I mean, he was a high draft pick and, and people really liked him. But when nobody really knew where that was going to go. Uh they what they used, they used a compensation pick to get uh Carlson, I believe. Was it Carlson or Flaherty? One of those guys from one of the trades they had yeah. made before, or one of the, the walk guys, yeah. right, that they let walk. Um so the QO guys, right? The quality of the phenols. Yeah. we our, our farm system looks good. I here let's talk about that. Let's talk about what we think. Carlos Correa is my number one guy. Caleb has, has talked me into this. It's not gonna happen. I I have to believe that he's either going back to Houston or he's going to Detroit. He don't break really my heart. Good friends. Go, sorry, Matt. Go ahead. What?
2: I just said. Don't break my heart.
0: He's really good friends with AJ Hinch. He loves AJ Hinch. I Detroit has a ton of money, and they are they've already said we're willing to spend it because they have a really good yum nucleus there. Mm-hmm. I could see one of those two things happening. I could also see him maybe ending up in New York. I, I mean, who knows, right? Um, I think Corey Seager, unless something dramatic were to happen. Is destined to be a New York Yankee. It yeah. just seems like with his left-handed swing, they've got to do something up the middle on that team. They, we know they're going to spend money, and and you know they just they just reup to Aaron Boone. They're they're looking to win. I am all in on Javi Baez. I've said that, but I, a, a lot of reports I'm hearing is he's going back to the Cubs. So I don't know if that's true. Obviously, these are just reports. Marcus Simeon wants to play shortstop. I I just I almost wonder if he's priced himself maybe too high with the year he had. I, I'm hoping he goes back to Toronto. Again, it comes back to Trevor's story. It just seems like all roads lead to Trevor's story. And I'm fine with that. I, I'm fine with that. I'm nervous if we don't get one of those five shortstops. That makes me ner- that makes me nervous. If they
3: don't get one of those five shortstops, they're not winning a World Series next year. I'm comfortable in saying that. Like I've said, after the Connors got eliminated, look at every shortstop around the league and the postseason. They're all elite, elite level shortstops. It's a premium position. The Dodgers have two of the top five shortstops on their right, infield. Right. And you have to get – Trevor Story makes the most sense. Well, you could – sorry. You could also argue that the
0: Astros have two stud shortstops on, on the left side of their infield too because we know that Bregman – is. if Correa leaves, Bregman's moving probably over to shortstop.
3: Yeah, probably. But, I mean, I mean, we don't have an elite level of shortstop or anywhere close. We don't even have an above average shortstop. I like Edmundo Sosa. Yeah. But come on. Like he's, he's average like, at best. He probably, League average at best. He's, yeah, at best, and I don't even think he's that.
0: And he might have actually outkicked his coverage this year. Like, I don't know that he's going to get dramatically better.
3: No, he's not. But Trevor Story makes the most sense. He's going to be the cheapest of at least four of the five um, shortstops. I think he might – I think Marcus Simeon might be the cheapest. I understand really? that he had that great year in Toronto. They were playing in Dunedin with 300 offensive players. And then senior. in Buffalo. He had a terrible year the year before. And he's not the best defensive shortstop, so I think if he wants to be a shortstop, oh, that might almost bring his value down than if he's a second baseman because he's the best second baseman in baseball when he's playing second base. And I don't think he's realized that yet, but that's probably where his value is going to come. But I don't, I don't know. I mean, Trevor Story makes the most sense. He loves Nolan Arenado; they're great friends, and I like the price range he's probably going to have. And I think he's probably going to be a guy looking for a three to four year deal because he knows his talent level and probably knows. If he goes and plays like he can after having a tough year last year, his contract's going to go up in a couple of years. So I like him. Correa is obviously a pipe dream. Yeah. I don't think he's going back to Houston. That's not happening. He's basically said he's not going back to Houston. And I don't think Detroit makes any sense. I don't think they're going to win now. He, well, they I drafted him. He thrives in the situation where he wins.
0: Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Didn't they draft? I think he was drafted by the Tigers. He drafted by Houston. Oh, I thought. Okay. I thought he was drafted originally no. by the Tigers. He was the biggest. Draft okay, draft I apologize for that. Okay. Um, and then Matt, let's talk pitching, because I think everybody's in agreement, and, and I know Mike Godar, who's on here all the time, is is uh, big time on the Max Scherzer train. Scherzer's going to get a ton of money right now, as he should. Are you interested in a guy like Verlander or Robbie Ray on the free agent market?
2: I like Robbie Ray a lot. I like I like Robbie Ray a lot. I like what I saw from him in Toronto this year. Uh, he's got filthy stuff. He, he's a uh, number one, number two for the Cardinals instantaneously if we sign him. Uh, as we said earlier, and I was stated incorrectly, I wanted Charlie Morton before I found out he signed an extension. <laughs> I think that's dumb, but besides the point, I uh, I like Robbie Ray the best. I don't I don't want to I mean I don't want to say that, but I I personally don't want to pursue Max Scherzer. Uh, this postseason has kind of opened my eyes to Max Scherzer. He is he is exhausted. Let's let's preface the Dodgers right now a team that as you guys stated lost Dustin May, lost Trevor Bauer, lost Clayton Kershaw. I mean, Max Scherzer looks exhausted. I mean, he's usually the guy that you could throw a bucket of fire on him, and he's still gonna go throw seven innings. And all of a sudden, he can't get out of the fifth. So, I I don't know if it's the age, the fatigue, the long season. I don't I don't know that the fact that Kershaw and May and Bauer are all out. But I, I'm not a huge fan of signing Scherzer to some massive two three year deal. I'd rather go get a Robbie Ray. Uh, Oh, uh, I can't think of the other guy. Well, Verlander's
0: the other one, the other big name that's out there. Yeah, and Verlander. A lot of talk that he may end up with the Angels or the Rangers. Uh, he's going back
3: to Detroit for a year. And
0: oh, you year. think that's
3: what's going to happen, huh? Yes. He, I mean, he has one year left. Why not? But um, I uh, Max Scherzer, it's not his fault. He's tired. It's Dave Roberts, terrible managing. We can get to that in a second. But Robbie Ray, stay the fuck away from him. I don't agree with that. Stay away. The guy has had these years where he's broken out. And he's had years where he's terrible. He just played himself into a massive contract. Stay away. They never work out. Dexter Fowler did the same thing. We signed him. What happened? Stay away from older guys. He's only 30. That's older when he's you're not a, old. it is when you're a lefty pitcher. I mean lefty is Clayton Kershaw's 33 and already looks like he's 40 when he pitches. Stay away from him because he's gonna get a huge deal. And I can already envision this. I guarantee the Angels are finally gonna get their pitcher. It's gonna be him and he's gonna be terrible. I don't like <laughs> the guys. Him and Rodon, both both of them had great years this year. Congrats! Stay away from them. Don't pay them the money they're going to require, because you don't know if this is actually who they are. Go. I, I like Kevin Gosman. That's my guy. Max Scherzer. I if he is, wants to come here, sign him.
0: Does Gosman have an option for? He will just be a free agent. He's a free agent okay. and signed a one year deal before this year? And Desclafani same way.
3: Yeah, I mean, I th- I think Desclafani's probably going back. Actually, I think Gosman's probably, probably going, going, going back, too, but I think he's going to have a market for him. He's not going to go back quickly, so I think you can offer him something that will entice him. I don't like I don't like Rodon or Robbie Ray at all. See, I, I like. Hell no, he hasn't pitched in three years.
2: I think but it's gonna.
0: Be, do you look at Do you look at the trade market? Maybe like yes. obviously we brought. Amen. And I don't know what star, that's the problem. I don't know what starters are available from teams. Um, I don't want to bring in a number four starter. Mm. I think you have to have a guy to go with Jack at the top. And if Dakota's your number three next year, that makes me breathe a lot more than Dakota being your number two. And I love Dakota Hudson. But right now with him coming back and he was great in his few appearances, I get it. But if he's your number three starter, we got Weino at the four slot. And you can, hey, you can if it's Miles at the five, if it's Reyes, if it's Hicks, if it's Libertor, if it's uh, Woodford, I don't know who it is at the five. Well, I'm just, I mean, those are the names that are going to be in the, the discussion. But you need a exactly. number one, number two guy to go with Jack.
1: Absolutely.
3: Yeah, I agree. But I don't think, Robbie Ray's the number one or two guy. He
0: was this year. He's he was, going to win the Cy Young. He was.
3: There's a lot of guys that were.
0: Really but I, I, I understand like what you're guys. saying in look at guys who come off one great year. And, and Ray's had a really solid career, if we're going to be honest. His last
3: two, three years before this year were not good at all. At all.
2: So here's the thing with Robbie Ray, and I actually really like Robbie Ray in St. Louis next year. I think that what he did this year in a tough AL East, I mean, that, that they had some teams that were on fire. I mean, you had the Red Sox. You had New York. You had – tampa bay and robbie ray went out there and was basically lights out almost every start i mean he was he's gonna win the side young would probably be my prediction he's he's a beast he's coming to the nl where it'll probably be a little easier to hit a pitcher friendly ballpark in st louis i don't see what's not to like besides the fact that maybe his past he has been a little rocky i'm okay taking the shot i, I think we need it i think he is a number one or number two he's he is better than dakota hudson i i'm not comfortable with hudson as our two uh, as as you said, I, I, I think he's more suited as a 3 or 4, so I think Robbie Ray is probably my favorite right now, and I, I hope he ends up in St. Louis. That's where Riley.
3: Here's the problem with Robbie Ray. He's had years like this before. He's had years where he's terrible. Well, he, he has. Well, he has. 2017, he, has. he uh, started
0: 28 games, he had 2.89 ERA. Then in 2018, at 3.9 ERA. Uh, 2019 was a little, little lower. He was really bad in 2020 in the COVID year, but... I think we kind of have...
3: He was bad in 2019,
0: too. 4.3 he ERA. It's not, not 174 bad. innings. Um, that's really good. 235 strikeouts is incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so when you look at it like that, a whip of 1.3 isn't bad. I mean, it's not great, but it's not it's bad. Not and he's always going to walk guys. He's, he's been a guy who's always walked guys until this year when he really put it together with a 1.04 ERA or whip. Um, I think... I'm okay if we signed Robbie Ray. It's going to be
3: twenty-five to thirty million dollars a year.
0: I, that's the problem.
3: Don't know. That's no. the problem. If they spend twenty-five to thirty million dollars yeah. a year for what well, he's probably about four or five years, don't do that. Well, and
0: if you do that, here's my concern: no Matt. To that. if you sign Robbie Ray to a max contract, you can kiss Jack Flaherty goodbye.
3: Yes.
2: Well, okay. So I agree with that, and I to, to counter that, I think Jack Flaherty's already gone. So I, I don't think that Flaherty's going to want to stay here. I think Flaherty's going to get out as soon as he can. I, I, I don't think that matters if Robbie Ray's here or not. So, How do you
0: think that? Now, that could – that he does not seem to maybe love it here. He does love it here. I mean, okay, I
3: hope so. Who's the guy that tops that high-fiving guys on home runs every
2: night? You're right. So I, I just hope- think that the way that they handled his first uh, contract negotiations and the way they kind of shrugged him off, didn't pay him his money, I don't think he wants to stay in St. Louis. And, again, I can't speak for Jack so Flaherty. That's
3: That happens to every player in every team.
2: He did I mean, win, which a lot of guys yeah, don't.
3: Yeah, but I'm just saying, like that's every no. but that does sort of piss off. It, it doesn't, because that happens I mean, to every ahead. player. No No, I mean, but it's different. It's different
2: when guys. you're it's different when you're a lockdown ace who was just a top five side Young candidate. Like that's different. But he
3: wasn't in twenty twenty at all. He was terrible.
2: It was two years ago that he had these issues with the arbitration. He, no, he had
3: arbitration this year. This is his second year of arbitration coming up. He was in arbitration before the the end season. of twenty end of the COVID year. Yeah. He just had arbitration for the first time. So he was bad. And um, no, and that's just how teams operate. They're gonna try and get you for as cheap as they can until they have to pay you. And I don't know if he's gonna stay or not, but I know that I want them to have a shot at making him stay. And I know that I don't want to pick thirty-five-year-old Rob, thirty-four-year-old Robbie Ray, which is what he's gonna be when Jack's up thirty-three over Jack Flaherty. And I know I don't want to pay a pitcher who's up and down because he had a great year. The price he's gonna cost. Look at what Trevor Bauer cost, and maybe he's gonna that's gonna end up mattering. But one great year for a starting pitcher it makes guys. The Angels are going to offer him at least thirty, at least twenty million. Robbie Ray, at least twenty five. Yeah, I, think I guarantee you're probably it. right. I if they pay him twenty seven million dollars, twenty five million dollars a year, there's no way you can tell me he's worth that. He's I not- have
0: I did hear whisperings that he is still kind of interested in going back to Toronto. Now I don't know I don't know if they can both if they, they can keep him. Ray and Simeon. I I don't know what that looks like. Um, and obviously, they have some other needs, I think, in the bullpen, especially. They also have the those that players that are going to
3: need money. In the right, yeah, those
0: young guys. So that's going to be an interesting take. I think you have to almost look the trade route. And again, uh, pardon me for being ignorant here, but I haven't really dug into those guys who might have two years left on their contract mm-hmm. or three years left on or, you know with a club option or or whatever that is. Because Mosaic has had a lot of success via the trade market. We haven't been uh, incredible in the free agent market. And that hasn't been his M.O., which does concern me at the shortstop position. But I do feel like it is a all these people on Twitter, all these people on Facebook dying for Edmundo Sosa to be your everyday shortstop next year. Absolutely blows my mind, Matt. I
3: just don't get it.
2: Yeah, I I don't I don't want that at all, honestly, but I think uh going back to the trade market, a guy that first came to mind when you even said it and I haven't done nearly as much research on uh, if we were going to trade for one as I probably should have, but the first guy that came to my head, and it's just literally off the top thinking here, is uh German J- uh, Marquez from Colorado. He's yeah, got yeah. he's got filthy stuff. So if we're going to trade, why not call Colorado again and just go get German Marquez? It's perfect. <laughs>
0: I well, they did say they aren't trading him, sure, but that yeah. that you know they did say that he is off the market now. I don't know. John Gray's the guy that could be that's out there, right? Extended, oh, got, they extend extend so. yeah, oh, they did extend him.
2: Yeah, they extended Gray.
3: Okay, Herman Herman Marquez would be great. He would be great, but that's not happening. They're not going to trade him. Because they finally found a guy that can pitch in Colorado. They're not going to let him go easily. Yeah, yeah, that's, and he said he wants to stay. Right. So if you're in Colorado and you've got a guy that can pitch in Colorado and he wants to stay and he's elite like Herman Marquez is, I, I mean, that's the guy I wanted during the trade deadline, you, but it didn't happen.
0: Do you make a phone call to Washington and just check on Steven Strasburg? No. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Matt says yes. Caleb, you go first, and Matt, I want to no, hear you. I'm
3: just asking. He was terrible this year when he was pitching. His injuries are bad. Um, I don't see him ever being healthy for a full season. you talking about an
0: M- ML – he, he He's an MVP right. caliber player. And he was, he was World Series MVP? He's pitching,
3: right. yes, and I agree. But he's never going to be healthy. He hasn't been healthy his whole career. Even in 2019 when they won the championship and he was the World Series MVP, he was hurt before he came back. And then he was hurt the next year because he pitched in the World Series. So, no, you st- – I mean, I love Steven Strasburg. And when he's healthy and completely right, he's a top five pitcher in baseball. Is the argument – not
0: is the argument that him not pitching he, at his age, I don't even know how, I, I guess I should look He's that up, 30 29 or 29, 30.
1: Um,
0: that he has yeah, more innings. Matt, what? go ahead. I, I want to hear what you have to say.
2: Uh, I actually agree with Caleb on the injury front. That would worry me. But the fact, knowing that I could have a, a, a clear, and I, I maybe not as clear as you guys would believe, I would think a clear one in the postseason in Strasbourg is, I think would be enough to give them a call uh strasburg is one of the best postseason pitchers i mean he proved it in 2019 when he was i mean lights out for the washington nationals one of the sole reasons they did win that world series so i am all i'm all in if we're going to call steven strasburg i'm okay make i don't think he's going to cost as nearly much as uh the market might think i I would be okay calling up and seeing what the price would be for uh, steven strasburg even if you are given only getting a 15 17 games if if eight or eight or nine of those come in the postseason, I'm okay with it. I'm okay. He with it. he his
0: salary is thirty five million, so you would have to have Washington eat a, a part of that. I think he's right. Thirty three years old. I did not know he was thirty three years old. Now, Holy argument, smokes! I know, I know, I know, So he's like he's like twenty nine.
3: Yeah, stay away from. Yeah, you. I I don't know. That and makes maybe I maybe I retract my yeah, question. Obviously, if you get the Steven Strasburg, this Steven Strasburg, give whoever you want up for him because he's elite, but he's never gonna be that again. And it sucks. We went to a game where they played Washington this year, and we saw what Steven Strasburg was, and he was healthy at that time. He's not Steven Strasburg anymore. Yeah, I think it I might be know tough he's... to find a pitcher because everybody
0: needs pitching. It might be hard to trade via. I don't know. I don't know. Obviously, those guys know more about the contract also, situation. Also, it is
3: worth noting we haven't traded for a starting pitcher since John Lackey. Yeah, that's true. So I don't think that's the route they're going to go. Yeah. Well, we did not also... trade for J. A. Happ and John Lester. Okay. Well, we haven't traded for uh, a in elite, the off season. An elite, elite, and we
0: didn't trade for Lackey in the off season. So. No, yeah. The last one so, we traded for was Mark Mulder, and we saw how that went.
3: Obviously, out. in a perfect world, Libertor and Alex Ray has become our lead starters, but you can't bank on that. Right, right. And but uh, Robbie Ray, I don't think we. I don't. I really. I, the really money is guess. what scares me. Really, it's not the player. It's I really, the money. I think he's a good player, but I really, really don't like making that deal for him. I would be really, actually, and it's, here's the thing: we pay him twenty-five million dollars, kiss the shortstop goodbye because they're not. That's what. They're concerns not doing me. that. They're That's doing what both. concerns me. So I'm out on Robbie Ray. I'm out on Max Scherzer. And I'm – it's, honestly, it's Kevin Gosman or it's – I mean, maybe you see what Carlos Rodon is going for. At the end of his year, may have brought his price down to what he's going to need to get. You just
0: said stay away from Carlos Rodon. If
3: he's going to be expensive. But I also – now I thought about it. Um, He did not have a great second half. So maybe that's going to bring his price down to where he's affordable. And he's a guy that – I mean, you put him as your three or two. I mean, he could be really good. I don't know what they're going to do. I think starting pitching is – and we need good starting pitching. There's a lot of guys that are going to be getting opportunities. I think for the calls this year that are in the organization. I mean, we haven't even talked about Zach Thompson. Uh, he was yep. one of our top prospects before this year, right? But I think short, you do you get a shortstop, and then you do anything after that. You, that has to be your number one priority.
0: It, the the one argument I think a lot I've seen a lot of people make is you can get maybe a, a pitch at the trade deadline, right? And we know Cardinals are going to be competitive. They're not going to be out of it. No, come the trade deadline. And I'm not talking about a John Lester, Jay, who, by the way, no shot at those two guys because they saved our season. If we're going to be honest, they, they helped save our season. They weren't going to, but they helped save our season. Um. So the last thing I want to say about this, and I'll get you guys last take just on this because I kind of want to move on a little bit. If you can't, I don't want to see that kind of money go to Robbie Ray or Max Schoenzer. I agree with that. Uh, pitchers, my, my fantasy baseball approach is the same way. Don't spend on pitchers. Uh-oh. And I think you, you have to have them. But you have to be careful with that. I would love, in a perfect world, in a perfect world, it's it's one of the shortstops, one of the five. To be fair, guys, I'm happy with all five of them. I'm not. I know I'm you're not, not. I don't. Want I'm not happy to with four. I, I would be happy with any one of them. And and my my ranking would go Correa, Seeger, Baez, Story, Simeon. Baez is ahead of Absolutely. Correa. Absolutely. Okay. But but again, that's just me. But I I would look into adding Kyle Schwarber. Yep. Yeah. And and Wayno brought it up on one of the broadcasts. I would look at, I know that the all the talk and all the the hug hug reunion of Albert Pujols is the talk and I understand it. But Schwarber can play the outfield spots. He's not really good at first base, but if you have base. a DH, he can DH. We don't know what Gorman or Yepes are going to do. I'm not saying you, you bury those guys. No. But but a guy like Kyle Schwarber can give you a lot of at bats especially against righties. And I just think that would be a guy that I don't think he's going to cost He's not going to be cheap, but I don't think he's going to cost a
2: fortune. Matt, thoughts and then table that okay, I'll let you wrap this up. Well, so that I like Kyle Schwarber because then you could have him be your right-handed uh, against right-handed. He could be your DH, and then you could still bring pull holes, and he could be your DH against lefties. It's perfect. Yeah, yeah. You I, have I, platoon I don't Shorber. think I don't think you I don't think you
3: add him both. You I'm not. I'm not. Well, up that's for okay, that. but you don't put platoon Kyle Schwarber because he hits lefties well too. He does hit lefties pretty. No, great. you're probably right.
2: right. I I want pull holes just because I the, the 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 glitter glitter romance. Absolutely, That's
3: agreed. <laughs> Um, I, I, I love Kyle Schwarber, and if we get him, that'd be awesome. Obviously, don't play him at first base. We've seen how that works. <laughs> do not do that. But I, I mean, yeah, if you can get him, get him. And if you get Kyle Schwarber, Juan Yepez needs to be traded because he will never have higher value than he has now, and he's never going to have a spot on this team.
0: Yeah, that scares me. But yes, I know what you're saying. He's um, and gonna and, and I focus, think, right? I think that the thing that makes me say they're not going to go sign a Kyle Schwarber is Nolan Gorman and Juan Yepes. Yeah. So I, you know, I think that they're they're going to give those guys every opportunity to either platoon at the DH or to win the DH. But I could be wrong. Who knows? Mo, Mo knows way more than I do, and I understand that. I, I just want to see this offense has to get – the lineup has to get longer. The roster has to get deeper. And you've got a lot of money because you just lost a lot, came off the books. Obviously, with arbitrations and and, sal- and uh, adjustments, you're, you're going to add some. But you've got a lot of money. It's Wayno and Yadis last year. All the stars are aligning to tell me that Mo can go make – not just one, but maybe two or three pretty significant signings or trades in the offseason.
3: He should for sure. I mean, I don't – Am I wrong? I mean, I, no, if I'm wrong – No, he definitely should. I mean, all the money is off the books with Martinez and Carpenter and Andrew Miller alone. Like, that's a lot of money you have free now. And if they eat that money don't spend it, there needs to be some massive questions as to why. Right. And, I mean, the like, – they're always top five in top ticket 10. sales.
0: And top ten in payroll.
3: Always top five in ticket sales. There's no reason that they shouldn't be getting up close to that luxury tax.
0: There's zero reason. I'm not saying they have to go
3: over the luxury tax, but there's zero reason to tell me why this team shouldn't be up close to the luxury Especially,
0: tax. Especially, like I said, when you and I look at Ballpark Village just, every time and they're housing $8 deep edge.
3: It's just, it's just ridiculous to me that they're not that they're not up there with those. I mean, L.A., yeah, they have a lot of money. But do they have a significant? They don't make a significant more amount of money. Well, they the do problems. because of
0: their TV, their TV area. I mean, we have a pretty good TV deal. Their TV market changes everything. To be
3: fair, like we had that huge belt. It was Fox Sports Midwest. What happened? That deal that gave them a lot of money. They, right, they have the and money. We all expected them to spend money, yeah. and they got Andrew Miller and Dexter Fowler. <laughs> yeah, the
2: more Cardinals, money. the Cardinals can spend as much as the Dodgers. I I don't buy that. I I think they could spend just as much as the Dodgers, and they'd be okay. I think the problem with what we've seen is we've
0: spent money poorly.
2: Yeah, Miles Michael's
0: extension. Who hit it? Freddie
3: Freeman. That's
2: Freeman we went yard, to 2 nothing. Let's
0: switch to that right now. I want to talk about the playoffs as, as we're watching game six of the NL. Right also, now.
3: Well, before we get to well, that, just Joe Kelly is yeah. another guy that I would like to come with. Yeah,
0: that, he'd be a nice bring back. I agree. he just get up the home run. Yeah. That's why I said. Freddie Freeman yard. All right, Matt, let's talk about these playoffs because they've been electric. Absolutely awesome. And Caleb and I talk about this quite a bit, that there is something freeing, right, about about uh MLB playoffs where the Cardinals aren't in it
2: I'm not gonna lie that the Houston Astros Boston Red Sox series so far to me has been one of the most fun and I know most of the games have been blown out blowouts but it's still been one of the most fun series to watch the over has hit all five <laughs> games
0: yep I hit it twice I only bet it twice but hit it both times
2: and when, Fra- when Framber Valdez can walk into Fenway Park when the stadium is you- as loud as the stadium can get and throw eight innings and lead Houston to a 3-2 lead back to Houston, it's almost p- picture perfect. I mean, Jordan Alvarez is an absolute stud. I- I- it's he's the- not real. No, he's not. He- I mean, you're- he's not. He's, he's not. He he's his- a better version so of good. Big Poppy. He's so good. And then, I mean, that, that I, Houston lineup is just... At ridiculous.
0: this age, he's a better version
2: of Big Pop. Well,
3: at this age, yeah, but at this age, David Ortiz was getting platooned in Minnesota. And right? he
2: wasn't even David Ortiz.
0: He yeah. had a different name.
2: I, I, I yeah, The playoffs I have been so true. fun to watch. I mean, Houston's on fire. I mean, Boston was on that magical run. I thought they were going to win the series. And then one, there was one move, and I, I, I will solely pin this move on the reason the Boston Red Sox are not going to go to the World Series, and that was because you brought in Nathan Evaldi in game four, trying to go up 3-1, and you blew it. And now Evaldi can't go game six when you hit he him. He's going game six. He's pitching? Oh, that, I think they that's – They use a, it as
3: a I, – I hate when they manage to do this. This is my problem with Dave Roberts. Is they try and use the excuse of, well, he's going to throw a bullpen that day, so we'll use it as his bullpen. Well, there's a big freaking difference from throwing to nobody and throwing the intensity of trying to close out a game. We'll get it to the bottom of the ninth because they were tied. In a, in a ALCS game, there's a huge difference to in the intensity of that and to the stress that puts on you emotionally and physically. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, so I, look I, at it. I agree with you. I think that move was bad. I didn't like it when it happened. But to be fair to Alex Cora, he did this in 2018 when they won the World Series. And he's done it. He did it against the Rays and it worked. And he's done it this series and it's worked. So, I mean, I can't really say that I, I he shouldn't have done it because he's done it and it's worked.
0: He came out but, and explained himself and he said, this was the plan all along. It just didn't work. Yeah. And, I, and I respect that. Like it just, it, it, there are times it does seem like the plan, the, obviously the best laid plans of mice and men often go right. Right. We know that saying, and it's true. Like, we do. I don't. <laughs> well, now, you know, that's now, you know that. Okay. And it, it, I think so many times we look at the res, we're results oriented instead of, did the move make sense? Mm-hmm. And there's so many times that the move makes sense, but you're still got a human out there. 60 feet, six inches away from a guy holding a bat who can hit tanks.
3: Yeah, but I didn't think the move made sense for two reasons. One, they have Nick Pavetta, and two, they have Tanner That's Huck. what
0: surprised me, yeah. So,
3: like, by the way, Collinsville, shout yeah, out. Yeah, shout him. out to Collinsville. Uh, but, I mean, I love Nick Ivaldi. He's a big game pitcher. I mean, you go back to the World Series in 2018 when he threw six innings and in extra innings, uh, they end up losing that game because of, by him. But he kind of saved their whole series because they would have had to use five different pitchers if it wasn't for him. And Alex Cora has used this a lot, and it burned him. Um, Dave Roberts used it a lot last year, and I actually want to get to Dave. Hold well, well, let's start. In a let's, second, oh, right? And let's I, finish the AL. Uh, well, I do agree. I think the move that kind of screwed the Red Sox was Eduardo Rodriguez waking the beast. <laughs> you did a great job. You shut him down. Don't, don't, don't tempt the Houston Astros. And all the reporters, well, Alex Cora yelled at him. Yeah, and I was screaming at him. Yeah, Stop. and all the reporters that were saying the Astros are dead. Well, you don't know what team you're talking about. That team does not give a shit what anybody no. says. No, they said they sent zero players to the altar. They don't care
0: at all <laughs> what they anybody said, says. We do no, Rob Manford, we do not give two fucks about your rules. We're yes. sending no one. Like, yes. thank you for electing eight yeah. of us. Okay,
3: that was a bitch move. Though.
0: I loved it. I loved it. it bitch move. They, I were, loved
3: they it. were afraid of the criticism. I
0: don't care. We don't know that. That That's your take on that. Okay, that is we gross. don't know that. All of Matt, let, let's keep talking about this really quickly. Kike Hernandez. We have oh. to talk about him. Unbelievable. I love it. I love to see a guy who we knew – he was great in L.A. I a lot of big moments. Really big moments for L.A. And a lot of – and Caleb says this all the time, so I want to give him credit for that. Never underestimate the significance of postseason experience. Had to think about it. it was much not as good as the off-and-go-awry arrive best laid plans of mice. Knew that one. but And it's so true. And that's why Boston got him. That's why they got him. And they got him to play second base every day. And now he's starting in center field, playing incredible an incredible defense out there. They move Verdugo over to left, which shout out to them for making that move. Alex Cora, say what you want about him. The man knows baseball. Yeah, he does. In in, in the in the greatest cheater gate ALCS of all time. It's so <laughs> funny to me on Twitter, everybody's blasting the Astros for cheating. They forgot what the Red Sox did the next year.
3: Mm-hmm. In the year before, like <laughs> they were using Apple Watches to steal. Like science. we're choosing, we're picking one
0: evil over the other. And then Matt, can you explain the light that was going off in center field the other night at They didn't ex- did
3: explain it. What happened? They said that. So apparently, there's a there's a little room back there where they have people. Where, there was like a news light. There were news, t- and it wasn't. Why, I assume. And why would the why would the Red Sox cheat right. in this series? Right. And this <laughs> with all the regulations, if they're cheating, then first off, Alex Corey, you're a genius for getting away with it again. But also, you're dumb for even trying it again.
0: I think it would have been fantastic, man. I'll let you talk about this series a little bit more. If they just had a guy sitting in center field in Fenway, just banging the shit out of the trash can, <laughs> every a curveball's coming, curveball's coming. That would have been awesome. I would have loved it. Yeah, I would have loved it.
2: Yeah, again, it's been an electric series. It's been so fun to watch, but. I, I still, honestly, and I, and maybe that Nathan and Baldi move was the right move analytically. Maybe I, I'm not a, I'm not a big analytic guy. I don't break it all down for every single team, every single situation. But to me, when you're tied, and I can understand making that move if you're up one, up two, I can understand that. But you're still tied. So even if he does go one, two, three, the Red Sox could still not score and you still lose the game. And now... I, I don't think that Evoldi should be going game six. I think he's going to be exhausted. He pitched 25 high-stress pitches, high-intensity pitches. And it probably felt like 60 pitches on his arm, right? I, I think Boston's done. I Tomorrow, I'm, I'm going to bet the money on the Astros' money line. I think it's over. I think Astros lock it up. I, I just think it's over. I think the momentum has shifted, from it, whether it was the, uh, Eduardo Rodriguez tempting. I mean, first of all, as you stated, you were the underdog after after Correa did his little tap on the watch. You had the fire, and then you were winning. You were hitting bombs. Why would you flip the script of momentum? <laughs> now, now you're giving the the momentum to the Astros, making them the dog, making them the people that are gonna have to fight and and make another tap on the watch. That was dumb. I I, I don't like the way Boston has kind of handled themselves in this series, even though they've been competitive. I think it's over. I think it's over tomorrow. Okay.
0: I also
3: think before we sure go this, ahead. I also think it is fair to realize that Nathan Eovaldi. It did work, but the umpire fucked
0: him. I was just getting ready to say it. You beat me. You just jumped right over what I was about to say. But uh, that's okay. That's okay. Uh, If we're – the last D.I.s. Let's look – again, people who listen to us probably are like, Noble, shut the hell up, bitching about the umpires. He missed 23 (laughs) ball and strike calls in an ALCS.
3: Uh, In a swing game, by the way. In
0: a swing game. And here's the thing. The Nate Eovaldi move worked. It's like we talked about this earlier with Luis Garcia. When everybody went after Luis Garcia when they they blew that one lead, Yachty drops the ball. Paul DeYoung throws the ball away. Three pitches, Luis Garcia. Four pitches, Luis Garcia should have been out of the inning. They went
3: after him and Schilt.
0: And everybody went after Garcia and shield. Everybody's going after Cora and Eovaldi. Wrong. Láz Diaz blew two calls. One right down the middle. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't like. Who was it? What one did somebody say Ray Charles could have made that call? I, I, I saw that on Twitter somewhere. Yeah, probably P Rose or something. I, I don't think, I think it was like, I don't, it was not P Rose. But I <laughs> to, be fair, to be fair, it worked. You got a, absolutely screwed by an umpire who has had the reputation of being absolute dog shit. He's
3: been, he was the worst rated umpire in the league this year. And Rob Manfred comes out here and says, We're using these, um, the postseason to reward. For the umpire to do well, and that's the incentive. Well, apparently it's not because you have Laz Diaz and Alan Porter on. on Alan Porter, Laz
0: the Diaz, Joe West, and Angel Hernandez. All four are in the postseason at one point in time. Mm-hmm. Rob Manford, what the fuck? And and, and again, I and hate he's to not go the back. One that does it, I don't think, but I'm not even going to preface it anymore by saying I know it's a hard job. Fuck that. You are be better. Be better. You, we've got to be better. All um, you're doing is saying what we want robots. Eliminate my job. I want a robot.
3: And also, we haven't even talked about any of the other series that we've been gone for a week. They, they lost the Giants the game, too. I'm not saying that Wilmer We're, Flores they, they absolutely was going to do anything against Max Scherzer because he didn't look good in that at bat. But, like, come on. And here's the thing for me, and it's really simple. If Boston loses this series, that ends up being a reason why because it did impact the game. not saying they would have gone to win, but they could have. They would have been one How, how much money is that not only going to cost the player, is that not only going to cost the organization, but the bars in Boston – all the, It's affecting not just the players, which it does affect a chance to get a World Series. It's affecting – it's now affecting the bars in every place around Boston that makes millions and millions of dollars as a city over their team being in the playoffs. Like, you're affecting a lot of people here. And World they Series ticket sales, doing. yes. Like, so, it's ridiculous.
2: So, so, I agree with that. I actually think that Nathan of Oldie probably should have gotten out of that inning, right? But even then – okay, and this is all hypothetical, right? You could have still gone on to lose that game, right?
3: Yeah, you could. You're right. I mean, absolutely. You could have,
2: but you were tied. You didn't need a win. Like, I understand, oh, you always need a win in the postseason, but you didn't need a win there. And you just threw what is probably still your ace, even though Chris Sale looked lights out last night, uh, or looked like prime Chris Sale for most of his uh, appearance. Nathan Evaldi's been your best pitcher. I don't understand. I I, I personally don't get it because he's going to be able to throw six tomorrow.
0: Going up 3-1 in that series is massive. It's way different. Than Absolutely what massive. And, again, I'm not saying I would have made the move, but I will defer to Alex Cora on that one because, again, it was it didn't work. The box score tells you it was the wrong move. Yeah. But if we watched the game at all, it was the right move. Because he got out of that inning.
3: And to be honest with you, Hunter Renfro should have caught that ball across. Crazy. And to
0: be inner- also honest, if Kyle, Kyle Schwarber could catch a ball at first base, this series might be over.
3: Yeah, and uh, but 2-1, uh, the big, uh, obviously 3-1 and 2-2 is a big difference. Huge. Not only, though, they were saying that in the Houston uh, locker room, they were saying, let's take one game in uh, Boston and get it back home, and we're going to take care of business in game six and seven. Well, now you win game two, and they come out and win game three. I mean, there's going to between being up 3-1, which if that evolving move would have worked, and being up. Then being down now 3-2, I mean, that's massive. That's and huge. That's now putting them at a disadvantage. Instead of 3-1, um, history tells us that's basically the series being locked
0: up. And to be fair, I respect a manager who puts his heel on the neck of an opponent. Every game. And he's done. And and, he, and he's this has been his emotions. since yeah, he's been a worked. manager.
3: He won a World Series. So
0: I, I think hindsight is easy to look back. And, Matt, I completely understand what you're saying. But, again, the the move worked. Laz Diaz does not do his job again and they're protected by the, the the unions. I'm not going to get into my talk on unions and all of that with the MLB, but something has to be done. These umpires are changing. And I've said this, um, and again, people are tired of me saying it. They're not just changing the outcomes of games. They're changing the outcomes of generational wealth for players Mm -hmm. and for, and jobs for managers and hitting coaches and the film guy, and the clubhouse guy, and the guy who does all the training, everybody—they're changing the the landscape of people's lives by being god awful at their job. Okay. You, ninety-one. Who was it that had ninety-one percent the other night? Uh, 90, they missed thirty-seven calls.
3: Uh, last year was at eighty-eight percent. That's the worst okay. I've ever seen. Yep. Uh, it's unbelievable. And that's in, like I said, a swing game. And I get, I I get that it's a hard job, but I don't really give a shit. No, you know what's even you? harder. Hitting a ball at 100 miles per hour. Moving. You know it's even harder when you fuck the guy who's trying to get out. Jordan Alvarez, who throws wh- whomever, a perfect pitch, who throws a pitch, does his job, and because you're bad at your job, he now gets screwed. Like it's it's what I'm, and I'm also, tired of talking
0: it, it, about it. I know, I know, and I, I apologize to our listeners for going on about it, but it just it has to, the the point has to continue to be made because they continue to fuck shit up. Yep. All right, let's move in on to October because. I I said it when the Cardinals lost, and I told Caleb this, and I think I posted it on Twitter. I am all in on the Braves bandwagon. I I mean, that seat, you can't make it big enough for me to hop on that thing. And I got that way as soon as the Cardinals lost. And Caleb and I went to multiple games this year, and we sat in the bleachers, and we watched Jock Peterson. And I've always been a Jock Peterson fan, but from afar. He was on Dodgers. Late games. Just always liked the way because he hit tanks. Absolute nukes.
3: Close Kirk Cousins. As
0: but started, when I watched just... him when I watched him interact with the fans in left field at Bush Stadium, I, I said to Caleb immediately, I absolutely – I love this guy. Mm-hmm. He is electric, and when he hits a bomb off Max Scherzer and he's mm-hmm. running up and down the dugout screaming, I'm a bad motherfucker, and he's wearing a string of pearls, how can, how can not every human love Jock Peterson Mac, right now?
3: Max Scherzer does not like him.
0: Oh, everybody butt
3: next, I And up dude against his former team. I don't think enough people are talking oh about that. Oh, my God. Like, he is absolutely just saying, oh, you didn't want to sign me? Well, put, put Gavin Lux in center field and see how that works out for you. Oh, my God. Man, oh, I I, 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 he's become one of
2: my favorite players. Yeah. Uh, I When the series started, it felt like all of the national media, at least, was kind of just counting out the Braves, and I, I never understood why. Uh, going back to the beginning of the season, me and my brother – had a, I mean, it was an hour long yelling debate in her backyard. Uh, he had the Mets as the best team in the NL East. I had the Braves, so that the Braves were by far the best team in the NL East. This was before Acuna got hurt. And uh, I'm sitting there and I'm like, Yeah, the Braves, I, I don't know what you don't see in the Braves. And now we get to the NLCS, and again, teams are counting out the Atlanta Braves. Their lineup is loaded, even without, and this is the thing, right? Even without Ronald Acuna. They still made moves. They're like, okay, well, we lost Acuna. Instead of trying to replace him with one player, let's fill his gap with Adam Duval, Jorge Soler, Eddie Rosario, Jock Peterson, or what, whoever. Yeah, right? They made Big so time many Big time
0: shout out to Alex Antopoulos.
2: So that many moves.
3: That you have to love, right? Yeah. He's been great since he's been there.
2: He was great in Toronto. Yeah, he's awesome. So I, I, I just have know. one question to, to everyone listening, and it's why not the Atlanta Braves? Why not? Agreed. I
3: think when you see, and I've been, I've been guilty of this as well. There's always a feeling in baseball that it's this team's year. When you get a guy like Ronald Acuna Jr. that goes down, it's hard to, it's almost hard for me to be, have to watch the Braves win. I love Ronald Acuna Jr. win without him because that just sucks. It sucks that the year that they're going to win. Not saying they can't win again next year if they win the winning this year is without him. But once they lost Acuna and they also lost Marcelo Zuna, that's not being talked about nearly enough.
0: And Mike Soroka, who they and thought Mike, they would have yeah, back they, late that's the same year.
3: reason Miles would like I know, I know, but something. I'm just saying. I know. But um, yeah, I mean, they, I mean, they lost their one and four headers. I was to see that was who they were going to have at one and four this year. They lost both of them. Let when me add to that not, real quick, and then I'll let you finish yeah, your point.
0: They also lost Travis Darno for a while. Yeah. Who yep. is their their guy behind the plate? And Travis Darno
3: is an incredible catcher. And he hasn't been Travis Darno since. He's no. back. But he did have a huge hit the other night. But um, yeah, and little D they, as they call him. It is a little deeper. Did they call him that actually? Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's good. I like that. Sorry. I love that. I love that. But, yeah, I mean, credit to Alex Anthopoulos. Credit to Brian Snicker. I'm honestly kind of leaning towards him being number two in the manager of the year discussion this year for sure behind Gabe Kapler, who I think is going to win, and he should. Uh, Agreed. But, um, yeah, I mean, good for the Braves. I was guilty of not thinking they were going to do it. I also didn't think the Dodgers were going to beat the Giants. I thought that it was the Giants' year, but it's not an even number year, so I guess it wasn't. But can, we need to talk about Dave Roberts. Okay. Caleb, hey, hold on. I want to preface this. Caleb has been
0: gnawing at the, at, the at, his, at everything, ready to go off right now. So I just want everyone to set your drinks down. Stop talking. Stop tweeting. Stop texting while you're listening. If you're driving, make sure you set the cruise control. Okay, stop the because up, he has been ready to go off on Dave Roberts. So it's all, all right, you. I've
3: got multiple things on Dave Roberts. One, um, mm. last, we were just talking about this with Outscore. It's a very similar situation. Max Scherzer is 37 years old. Why the hell is he closing out a game? Why is he closing out a game? Why are you putting more innings on his arm? And that is why he's been bad lately. They've put him out of a relief really role, they started him on three games rest. Stop. The dude is 37. He's now tired. He's now cost you games. Julio Urias. I get it worked with Julio Urias and Dustin May last year, starting them and bringing them out of the pen. He's exhausted. He looks terrible right now. So now you have two of your three starters that you're using exhausted because of these bullpen games you're doing. Why are you starting? It worked with Cork and starting game five of the Giants series. That's ridiculous. Start Julio Urias. It did work. It did work. But now so we're, now we're going
0: back to was it the right move? Versus no, it wasn't it the right, right move. Right, right. There you I go. don't
3: think. And – Then you go to – Gavin Lux has cost him a lot of runs in center field. Trey Turner played center field his first year with the Nationals. Gavin Lux is a second baseman. So now you have two guys out of position. Trey Turner's a second base and Gavin Lux is in center field. Swap him! (laughs) What the fuck are you doing? He can't play center field. He has cost him multiple runs. Trey Turner's played center field at an elite level, and you're playing him a second base where he's made errors, and Gavin Lux in center field. Gavin Lux is a second baseman. And Trey Turner's played center field. What are you doing? <laughs> You're getting paid how much money to make these decisions? What? How does it make sense? I just can't. I don't know what's going on with him right now. How do you think it's so easy? Put Trey Turner in center field. He's faster. He's done it before. And you obviously want Gavin Lux as bad in the lineup. And you want to so put, him so put him in second base where he's comfortable. What
0: the poor is, guy. What they doing? put him out in center. And and again, he's an elite athlete. So, so many people are like, well, you should be able to put him wherever he – that's not the way baseball works, guys. As we saw Kyle Schwarber at first base, we've seen Chris Duncan in the outfield. R.I.P. We love Chris Duncan. Uh, Always want to say that to him. But we've seen things like that before. Uh, You know, it's not just as easy as like a video game where you can put your guys wherever you want. It's not that easy. Um, Now, to be fair, and I'm going to let you finish, the Dodgers could go on and end up winning this game, and they could win the series. Let's be honest. But I don't think it's going to happen.
3: Also, you have two guys that are a um, AJ Pollock's been a center fielder before. Milky Best has been a center fielder before. But you choose Gavin Lux, who's never played center field in the big leagues, to play center field in critical games. Why? Just why? What am left those field? Are, those are incredibly. It valid makes no questions. sense. He cost me a run yesterday. He didn't run into a ball. You saw who Urias was like, "What the fuck?" was he the dropped ball the ball in left center field? The the right, right center of the guy. Center, though, yeah. guy. What are you doing? Like, how does that – it makes no sense. At the very – just put him at second base. put Cody, you have Cody Bollinger is a top three defensive center fielder in the league. Just put Gavin what's at first base. What What are you doing? It makes no sense. You have multiple guys that would be premier defensive center fielders, and you're putting a guy who can't even play the position. There it was. And also, you're pitching, Matt. Matt, anything you'd the like, the like to respond to on that? On that?
2: I, I actually basically agree with everything Caleb said. There's something I do want to add, though. Uh, my biggest takeaway from everything with the Dodgers this postseason is they're they're missing their best bat. They're missing Max Muncy. Like, I think the, the difference of having Muncy in the lineup and not having the lineup is being felt, right? It puts more pressure on a Justin Turner, a Will Smith, a Corey Seager. And to be frank, and now Justin Turner's out hurt, to be frank, none of them have really stepped up. Uh, Corey Seager's had a few good hits. It's been Seager and Betts.
3: No, it's been Mookie, and Seager's had right. a couple of homers, but he goes one yeah. before every night.
2: Yep. And I don't think Mookie's been all that well. I mean, he's been oh, he's good, been really but he hasn't been a Mookie-level.
3: Yeah, you're right, you're right, you're
2: right. He hasn't been a Mookie-level player, right? I yeah. think I think it's starting to show the fatigue of actually being so good. Like, it's weird to say that, but, like, when you can – fill in with a Mookie Betts and a Trey Turner and a Corey Seeger and a Justin Turner, and you still miss Max Muncy's bat, That there's a problem somewhere, somewhere, right? Yeah. Because this team should should be blowing, not blowing the doors off everybody, but realistically, no, they were everybody's favorite, everybody's pick to win the World Series, and it's an L.A. Dodgers thing to do when you're a, a sought-out favorite to absolutely choke, right? Yeah, We've known it in the postseason to happen again and again and again and again, and last year with the COVID year, when they went on to win the World Series over the Rays, I don't think they were as heavily pressured, as heavily favored as they are this year. And it's just a recipe for disaster for the Dodgers. I, I think
0: you can also say it's the fatigue of they – they played 162 games, like down to the wire. I mean, yep, you know, they, they didn't get time to rest some guys. And, and I don't know if that matters. I, you know, there's, there's different philosophies there. But they were playing until that last day to, to try and beat the Giants. And I don't think they saw the Giants coming. I think they thought their number one. And we saw that that series was in April or May with the Padres. It was like, everybody's like, this is going to be the NLCS. It was electric. It was a weekend series, and it was just unbelievable. People were hitting bombs left and right. It was just awesome. Yeah, it was unbelievable. And um, I I think they did not see the Giants coming. And I agree. And and the next thing you know, you're playing games that you didn't think you were maybe going to be involved in. For the stakes that you didn't think you were going to have, and let's be honest, to be fair, the Dodgers should have been eliminated in the playoff game, in the wild card playoff game. The Cardinals were zero for twelve with runners in scoring position. They yep. get two, two, I mean one, maybe wins it, but they get two big hits. It's five to one, and that game's over. Yeah, it's over. that game is absolutely over, and. You know, and again, we can't go back and say play the what if game, but but that that's that's a but fact. But to be
3: fair, the Dodgers had bases loaded multiple
0: times. Agreed, agreed. You're right. I mean, I think they have it twice, but agreed. But you know, there, there was the opportunity that Carlos could have blown that game out, mm-hmm. and, and they didn't. So give the Dodgers credit there, and then Chris Taylor. I think Chris Taylor's going to get paid in the offseason, season. By the way, that's sure. a guy who's going to get paid that I would be a little bit nervous about paying.
3: I want I think he's going to be a kick at Okay, so I, hope right. I hope you're. Right, you're I hope you're right. I like put him anywhere you want. He's I like. It. He gets you big, we got bad. He's a little older than the KK, but uh, I like him a lot. Okay, too. last let's get last take on baseball, and then let's
0: move on a little bit. Uh, I'll go, and then we'll, we'll, we'll just go just really quickly. I, I'm rooting for Boston over Houston, and the reason is I once we get to this level, I always root for the underdogs, always. That's just – I do it in the NCAA tournament. If they're not playing Carolina or they're not playing Illinois, I'm rooting for the underdogs. I do the same thing kind of in college football. That's just the, all the sports. I always root for the underdogs, unless I like the team. So – but I I am dreaming at this point of a Houston Braves World Series because Matt really bet the over every night.
2: Yeah that that could be my final take. I'm gonna I'm gonna come on the record here and say Braves beat the Astros in the World Series in seven games.
0: I love it. Uh, and where would that get, Where would that be? Do we know who has home field? It'd be in Houston. Houston would. Okay, that's right. The Braves had the worst record. Ever. But I didn't know if it doesn't flip flop from National League to American League anymore. We don't do that.
3: We go based off record. Okay, it better, it better I, go off record. Right? Where have that's I somewhere. been? See, Bud Seelich screwed me. Yeah, well, the Braves had the worst record of any team that got it. Yeah, I understand that. I know that. So it's going to be in Houston. I think – because I don't think the Red Sox are going to do it. They might. I I hope they do. I hope they send the game seven. I hope they don't. I'm really sick of the Red Sox winning (laughs) championships. I want to see Houston win it all, and I want to see all the pissed-off people who said they weren't good enough Yeah, said that it was because they cheated, Acting like other teams didn't. One more thing. This is – I'm going to put my tinfoil hat on real quick. I'll be quick about this. 2019 was the last year before the cheating scandal came out. All the good players in 2019 are, are now bad. All the good hitters, almost all of them, except for Mike Trout. Look at Bellinger, Rendon, um, Yelich, Yelich. Uh, yep. Houston. All those guys are bad now. So you're going to sit here and tell me that none of those are correlated to the crackdowns they did after Houston cheated? Because I don't believe that. That's
0: all I got. Yep. I, like I, I, I agree with right. that. And I actually had this discussion with a buddy of mine at work today. You know, everybody gets pissed at, at the Astros and the Red Sox because they got caught. Mm-hmm. You can't tell me that every other organ is in, in a sport where we know in my lifetime every player has looked for an edge no matter what it was. And they've done that for 100 years. Mm-hmm. But you're looking for whatever – and not that you don't do it in the NFL. You do, but I'm just talking about baseball Especially for Tom Brady. You can't tell me that every other team doesn't have something in place. I don't know what it is, but – I mean, Matt, you probably remember – well, you might not. You don't remember this, actually, so this is – I remember. 87 – we play the Twins. Every every home team wins the in the World Series. Every home team wins. So we got three games at Bush. We won all three. They get four games at Minnesota, and they beat us. And, and obviously the, the thing was was the fan turned on when we're hitting, and it's turned off when Minnesota's hitting or vice versa. And that goes back. That's 30, 35 years ago that they were playing. They were cheap. I mean, if you want to call it cheating, that's what it was. You know, and they were changing the landscape of the game. So you can't tell me, and I agree 100%. And, and I don't love what the Astros did, but you know what? Hey, I played high school baseball. My first base coach, shout out to Bill Smith, one of my favorite humans of all time. When he could pick up a catcher signs, it was Mike. If it was a fastball, it was Noble. If it was a breaking ball and it was eight, if it was a changeup, I knew what was coming. Maybe that's why I hit 480 my senior year.
3: <laughs>
0: Thank you, Bill Smith. Thank you, Bill Smith. But again, that goes back way back. So, hey, I, 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 I'm I, rooting for the Red Sox. I really want to see a game seven. I don't want to see that in the Dodgers-Braves series, but I do want to see that in the Astros-Red Sox series. But I am all in on an Astros-Braves World Series because I think that would be must-watch TV. And I think, not that the Red Sox wouldn't be, because I love Kike. I love Kyle Schwarber. I love Xander Bogers, Rafael Devers, what he's doing. No, n- Everybody's talking about Juan Soto should be talking about Rafael Devers. He's 24. Yeah. And what he's doing is unbelievable. And you know, I, I think whoever wins that, series. I just want to see him play the Braves because I am absolutely like they're prob Jack Peterson's probably going to block me on Twitter because I think I tag him every single day in something on Twitter.
3: No, he probably loves it.
0: I hope so. Pearl Jam. Hashtag Pearl Jam. I love it. All right, let's move on. We ready to move on a little bit? Yeah. Let's move on. Matt, you want to go NFL first here, bud?
2: Yeah, that works.
0: Okay. Let's go to the NFL a little bit because first of all, uh week six this week? Week seven. seven. Week seven this week. Uh, a lot of teams on buys, But, you know, I, I posted this earlier on Twitter, I think. And, and Caleb and I have been talking about this outside of, obviously, fantasy talk. But who is good? I don't know who's good in the NFL, Matt. Outside can- of maybe Arizona, who's good?
2: Oh, I can tell you who's good. Uh, <laughs> uh, the Baltimore Ravens are the best team in football.
0: Okay. Whoa.
2: They-, they are scrutinized by injury, might I add. One of the best defenses, if not the best defense in football up to this point, and I don't know a single play call on defense. And granted, I'm not a defensive coordinator that can stop Lamar Jackson. So, let alone do I have to figure that out. Now I got to figure out. Oh, they also have Rashad Bateman coming back from injury, a first round wide receiver who's a stud. Um, and their defense. Hollywood they, Brown. Hollywood Brown's having a breakout year. I mean, they they are, are overtime loss to the Raiders on the road on Monday night, week one away from being six and no I mean, this team and everyone I've heard I've had multiple people come at me, Well, they're also a Justin Tucker world record field goal away from <laughs> losing to the Lions, which is not true because if we're gonna play the what if game, there are also two Hollywood Brown drop touchdowns away from blowing the Lions out of the building. So I the Baltimore They really, also
0: just eviscerated the Chargers.
2: Yeah, yeah. I who I think were the
0: hottest team in football coming into I that still game. Think one out.
2: I love I love the Baltimore Ravens this year, man. They are rolling right now. They get Cincinnati this week, a good division showdown. We're going to see what Cincinnati really has. They sit at 4-2. They've looked good. Tampa's good. The Rams are good. Um, uh, outside of the hat, I mean the – Buffalo, Chargers,
0: Bill's Mafia might have something to say.
2: Buffalo, Buffalo's good. I Buffalo's know good.
0: they did. I, I think Tennessee's better than everybody thinks. I, don't. Tennessee, I think Tennessee. They're, they're I, starting to get healthy on defense. And Derek Henry, Matt, here we go, buddy. Gonna have to say something about but before this before we
3: do that. Before, before. <laughs> wait, we get to wait, that, wait! I was, wait, just I was really setting it, set up it up here. Fast. Okay, oh, no, I forgot. No. <laughs> oh, oh, oh! Lamar Jackson. Okay. Um, I, I won't believe in Lamar Jackson in the playoffs until he wins a playoff. Game. He already did. Last he season. has won a playoff. Game. No, I mean, I mean he, what more do you okay, want from him? Until he looks like Lamar Jackson in the playoffs. He's a stud because he hasn't.
2: Stop! No, Caleb, Caleb, Caleb! Stop that!
3: In the playoffs, he doesn't. okay? He played well. You're sounding silly. Has he played well in the playoffs? He just did. No, he didn't. He didn't play well. Caleb. He was close to beating the Chiefs,
2: also correct? Yeah, Caleb. I, I don't like that at all. I think Lamar Jackson is the second best quarterback in the NFL. So,
3: oh my goodness, come on. Who who's defense. better? He wasn't that good last year. Okay, well, he's
2: Homes also, at a 20, he also had a twenty. He also had a twenty nineteen MVP cool. where he was by way and by far the best quarterback in the league, and he's doing better than that this year. <laughs>
3: Yeah, so he's better than Mahomes or... Johnson. Right now, he is better than Patrick Mahomes. Every yes, time. right you know, now. He's, he's right, this year, than he than has Patrick been
2: better than Mahomes, Mahomes yes. No, do what, Matt? This year, he has been better than Patrick Mahomes, yes. yeah, That
3: doesn't mean he's a better quarterback than Patrick Mahomes. Right now, he is. Okay, well, he wasn't last year. So, we're trying to forget about that. But two years ago, he was. He wasn't.
0: But and then three years Mahomes ago, he wasn't. Was so. so, again, I, I think he's top five. I, you can make your arguments over whoever you want to be number one. I don't even care. I am, I'm all in. I love Lamar Jackson. I guess? think he is absolutely... He's what Michael Vick could have been. And and Michael Vick had some great years. Michael Vick was that. But but he is like No, Michael right Vick now.
2: Michael Vick was never the level Lamar Jackson is right no, now.
0: No, and especially throwing the ball. Not even close. Nope. And and I, I yeah, I, I, I'm gonna tell you that AFC, you get to the playoffs in the AFC when you potentially have the Chargers, Bill's Mafia, the Chiefs, you've got the Ravens. And then outside of that, you could have the Bengals. The I, I, you could have, well the Browns are really struggling. And they are I beat know. up. No Baker tonight. I know but they have nobody at running back tonight. Um, I, it, that I don't know what to make of that's the Browns. The, case, the Steelers are starting. Right, the Steelers are starting to play well. Um, Matt, I, I think that AFC that's going to be almost maybe a war of attrition. Like who can survive it?
2: Yeah, I, that's one hundred percent correct. I mean, the AFC is loaded. I still think you can't count out Cleveland again. We're only six games in. You can't count out Cleveland. The, the Raiders look decent. They beat Denver last week. Denver's still a good team. I mean, they're playing the Browns and I probably are gonna pick up a win if I if I were to shoot a guess there. Uh the AFC is loaded. I mean you got Tennessee's ten- four and two, Tennessee, who's four and two. They just beat Buffalo. Sure, I think yeah, they're yeah. a little overhyped in my opinion. But although
0: to be fair, I, I what Kale just said, I didn't mean to step on that. The Tennessee's already in the play. Indianapolis is playing well and they're getting healthy. T.Y.'s back. Jonathan Taylor is a dude. That <laughs> dude
3: is a East. Yeah, but do you trust Carson West to lead a team? He's playing great right now. I know, but I just don't. Uh, yes, I do. He's he to healthy. He got a team to the Super Bowl, so no, yes, he did it. Nick Foles did, but he got them. To, he got hurt with like two weeks to go. He did not get them to the Super Bowl. Nick Foles did, but
0: you know what I'm saying.
3: So he's he got them like in the position. He got them to the playoffs in the worst division in football. No, so it, it wasn't. Dallas was good that year. They were fine, but they still. I want
2: to. I want to comment the on the Jonathan Taylor team. talk. Just, yes, go ahead. I just want to say one thing. If, if, and this is probably a shot in the dark, but hey, Frank Reich, if you're listening, give Jonathan Taylor 25 touches a week. Agreed. I don't, I don't, why is Marlon Mack, I understand you want to audition him for a trade, whatever. Treat him for a seventh round pick. Why do you care? You have Jonathan Taylor running 25 times a game, please. Do. I agree.
0: I agree 100%. I, I, I think that AFC is going to be so interesting to watch. Um, I, we're not going to get into the Deshaun talk tonight because I really just don't even feel like talking about it, no, if we're going to be honest. Tired. I know that there's a lot of talk about him going to India, or to Miami. Carolina. I know it, something like that happens, and until the legal system works its way through that, I really don't even care. I, I, I have Deshaun Watson fatigue. I don't even care. I don't care, I okay. care. Okay. All right. I'm glad we're all on the same page there. Um, let's go to the NFC really quickly, where the the man who, for some reason, everybody on Twitter loves to hate, r- scores on a, on an incredible play gets into the end zone, and he has about 4,000 people flipping him off. And he screams, first of all, really good, does back to the belt, does the belt, and then, he, yep, and then he just screams, I own you. I fucking own you, and I still own you. I've always owned you. Aaron Rodgers <laughs> is – the Packers are all of a sudden playing good football, Matt.
2: Well, I, I didn't expect the Packers to be bad this year. I, I uh... No, me neither. I think the Packers are good. I don't. I don't think they're an elite team. I don't think they're a Super Bowl contender. And and everyone's going to come at me. Oh well, they got Aaron Rodgers, so they can throw. their he can throw them in any game, and that's true. But they're not beating the Rams. They're they're not beating Tampa Bay in the playoffs. You can't sell me that they are. Their defense is atrocious. And yeah, Tampa Bay's defense hasn't looked that great either. Uh, they're also banged up. This is a healthy Packers defense, and they're terrible. So. I, I don't buy in on the hype that the Packers are some now top five team in the NFL. They do. They play well. Their offense lights out as usual with Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones, uh, Aaron Rodgers, obviously. So I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not buying in yet that they're a Super Bowl contender, but with Aaron Rodgers, who knows? Agree. That's my, and I,
0: I love seeing him do that. Mm-hmm. I, I, I have been an Aaron Rodgers fan forever. I, I can't say that I've been like, he's my favorite player. I will not say that because that's not true, but you almost take, He's almost like one of those guys you take for granted. He's like LeBron, and I've had my beef with LeBron. But he's one of those guys you sort of take for granted until you realize, oh, we may not get to see a lot more. Tom Brady's the same way. I I don't hate Tom Brady. I love Tom Brady, to be fair. I I, I respect the hell out of what he's done. He's unbelievable. But that NFC, but what Aaron Rodgers, they won five in a row right now. Granted, they play in a dog shit division. Minnesota has not been good. The Bears, I mean, I know they sit at three and three, but whatever. Detroit might go 0-7. They're gonna be the first team to go zero and seventeen. So, you know that I mean potentially the cow Dak looks good. Cowboys look good. Yeah. Tampa Bay looks good. New Orleans, here we come. New Orleans, three and two. I, hey, I said if you go, I thought we'd go four and one, and we should have two bad calls uh, in the Giants game, and two and a drop pass, and next and and what two missed field goals, and we're yeah. four and one. Yeah. So Michael Thomas will be back soon. You get what we get? Davenport back and Quan Alexander back this week, Matt. Yeah. I, I, Hey, what Jameis is doing is fine. And he's doing it with nothing around him. You get Michael Thomas back, AK-47, if we can get Taysen, uh healthy, and you get Will Letts is coming back in a, three, in a few weeks. I mean, that division, they, they could get in the playoffs.
2: Yeah, I think I think the Saints are going to find themselves in the playoffs this year. I, I just think it's more of the weakness of the NFC than it is on the strengths of the Saints. Uh, but, again, that the Saints' defense is still, like I said uh, before the season started, I uh, – I, said, I didn't think that the Trey Hendrickson loss was as huge as people made it out to be. So I, I still believe this was a top defense in the NFL, and it's proven that. Now they're getting healthy with Quan Alexander. They're getting Davenport back. I believe they're getting some other guys coming off the injury reserve as well. You have Michael Thomas, who's eligible to return. I don't believe they've activated him yet. They have not.
0: They, I, it looks like it's going to be another week or two.
2: Yep. So yeah, they're, they're going to get rolling. They're going to score. They're going to play good defense. They're going to compete. I just don't know how far it goes. I, I, and I'm i a Saints fan. I love them. I hope it goes far, but but maybe this is the year that, you know, Saints fans kinda of have their expectations a little lower yeah. and they win the Super Bowl. Who knows? Yeah. I don't know. Exactly. And you go to
0: Seattle this week. Seattle with no Russ. They Geno Smith no was defense. a great he was good the first week. He was not been good since their defense is awful. It's so bad. Um I I know it's a tough it's a tough spot to play. You got the twelfth man, I get that. But I, I I'm I'm gonna bet on New Orleans to win that game. And mm-hmm. I, I just have a feeling that Jameis is starting to get comfortable in that offense. And we've seen Marquez Callaway who did not look good for the first three weeks, make a couple big plays in the last couple weeks. And all of a sudden our tight ends are are catching balls that they were dropping earlier in the year. And, you know, you've got AK 41 in the back. And I just feel like, you know, when you've got Kamara, things are good. Things are good. And you get Michael Thomas back, who knows, who knows? Um, I I think it's going to be interesting. The Rams sitting at five and one, they're, they're really good. The Cardinals, Kyler Murray right now looks incredible. The Dodgers just took the lead. That's not a good thing. But three, not looking good. Yeah. Uh, Chris Taylor, two run jack, three, one, three, two Dodgers. But it's early. It's early. I think oh. we're going back to Atlanta. It might be. It might be. It might be. But, um, yeah, so with the NFL, um, like I said, I, I, I think it's going to be interesting. I, I'm really excited to watch Kyler Murray play. I think he is so much fun to watch. The, it's in such a good shape. But uh, it's going to be an interesting way the rest of the way.
2: Yeah, the, the Arizona Cardinals actually kind of remind me of the Atlanta Braves. I mean, Knox Williams went down hurt, and the first thing they did was call Philadelphia and go get Zach Hertz. So they were like, we're not having that. We'll have a tight end here that's can play football, and why not add an all-pro and, a, and an all-star almost every year of his career? Sure, we'll take Zach Hertz.
3: They had to just be a dagger in the Philadelphia's heart. That's, <laughs> that's the last guy. That's the last thing they had, the last guy they had of those of that Super Bowl year. and now They got
2: Jason Kelsey. Yeah, they got a couple guys. Yeah, but just, he's a but, sinner. No
3: one cares. Yeah. I'm sorry, but he's good. He's really good. But it's like, who gravitates towards linemen?
0: No, yeah. one. no one does. Winning teams. Yeah, but they're not a winning say. team anymore. Um, just, just one last thing I want to get to before we get to college football, and, and then we'll, we'll get out of here in a little bit. Uh, Trey Henderson, shout out to him, by the way. he he's is awesome. freaking balling in Cincinnati. Five and a half sacks. Uh, he looks incredible. I, I oh, love him. Bar- Joe, there was, Bird, Joe Burrow's been great. Jamar, okay. let no, I want I mean,
3: to Oh, he's fine. Um,
0: man, I, I've, I've given you a little crap on the Derrick Henry stuff on Twitter. I've given you a little crap on Dylan Carlson here, but i got to give you a big shout-out. I got a little nervous about Jamar Chase when he was dropping all the balls in preseason, and you came on here and very boldly said, nobody cares about drops. Jamar Chase will be just fine. My God, he's just fine. He's on a better pace than Justin Jefferson was right now this time last year.
2: Yeah, uh, Jamar Chase is, and I don't, I don't like to throw this word around loosely, but he is a generational talent. I hope he's, to, I really he sat out. I don't think I've ever seen something, and maybe maybe it has happened. I don't know. Personally, I don't think I've ever seen a kid in college sit a year because he's so confident he's that good, <laughs> and then still be that good and walk right in and be an elite wide receiver in the NFL. Like he, he's a top ten wide receiver in the NFL right I now. I
3: agree. and I think it says a lot about him as uh, his work ethic and who he is as a person. To where him as a twenty-one-year-old kid can sit out and still have the work ethic to keep himself in shape Absolutely. To be this good when he comes back from the year off. So he obviously has the discipline and the hard work, and um, he's been great on my team. He helped me beat you, Matt, a couple of weeks back. <laughs> yeah, I, I love him, I, Chase. I, I think I'm. Mad. He's one of my favorite players. I think I'm
0: ordering a Chase jersey. I think yeah, I, him or I think I'm gonna get a Burrow LSU, which we're gonna get to here in a minute. But I I like this Bengals. I love Joey Burrow. And he they is- should have beat.
3: Aaron Rodgers and the Packers Joe
0: is probably in my lifetime in my top five maybe top four all-time favorite college football players yeah. just for the season he gave us at, at LSU as, a, as an LSU fan that was so much fun and then to watch Justin Jefferson go to the NFL I thought Moss was going to go to the NFL but he's just I think he's maybe undersized to play tight end he's and under, to play wide receiver he's and he's just kind of yeah um but then you then you bring Chase in right now, and I'm I'm just so excited for him. And I don't care what Joe Burrow says because Joe Burrow says everything right. He is as polished of a human as I've heard speak at this age in a long time. And he says when they ask him, "Did you have a, anything to do with the Jamar Chase thing?" He definitely gives all the credit to the Cincinnati Bengals. But you cannot tell me that he wasn't sitting in that office going, "That's the guy we're gonna
3: get."
2: Here's the thing, right? And I. Going back to you wanting to buy a jersey, I think you should get a Joe Burrow. I think Caleb should get a Jamar Chase, and I can rock my T. Higgins, and we could just be a Cincinnati crew.
0: Absolutely. Hey, I, I might be all, if I didn't hate the Reds so badly, and actually, you know what? Who cares? Bengals are different. I love Joe Burrow. I have no one to root for. I was going to put all of V. Pagel, I was going to give you all my love. With the, Chicago, with the Cleveland Browns, they're freaking garbage right now.
3: Also, those Cincinnati white units sweet. with the Tiger Stripes <laughs> on the side,
0: <laughs> are those so are nice. I we, love those. We might jerseys. not get D back on here. <laughs> I, I, don't care, I don't care who you are. I, those
3: jerseys are I did, so nice.
0: I did tell my Godard, if we go to a Titans game, I will buy a Derrick Henry jersey. There is no doubt I will. Let's get
3: someone else on the podcast, and they can buy Andy doll jersey. We'll
0: just be <laughs> no, we don't want any doll. <laughs>
3: We're gonna get a Trey <laughs> Hendrickson jersey. Yeah, no one, good. <laughs> no one has ever bought an Andy Dalton jersey and felt good about it. Well, he was
0: really good. You put some respect on Andy Dalton. No, though, yeah. I, I, I'm hoping the Bengals make the playoffs. I'm, I'm kind, I'm really rooting for them. I want to see Joe Burrow be great, and he has been so good. He's not putting up the gaudy numbers like other people, but but his accuracy and his completion percentage is incredible.
2: So, yeah, the one thing I believe the first show I ever came on and did with you guys, I said the one thing I wanted to see from Joe Burrow improve was his deep ball accuracy and his placement with the deep ball. And the one thing that I've seen massive improvement from Joe Burrow this year is his deep ball. So I'm all in on Joe Burrow. He, if he, he's taken that next step that looks like he is a future superstar in this league at the quarterback position. Uh, I'm all for the Cincinnati offense. I, I am personally on the train that they should have drafted Pene Sewell. The offensive lines look actually decent this year. Um, well, they're healthy.
0: They they missed like what three guys last year, right?
2: Yeah, I, Billy Price was out. Uh, was it? When Joe
0: was... Burrow looked like he was going to get killed, every everything. I yeah. love that Aaron Rodgers said they asked Aaron Rodgers. I think it was on McAfee because he goes on there every Tuesday. And like, so what advice did you give Burrow? And he's like, I told him just slide. You've yeah, slide to. if and, you have
2: to. Yeah. <laughs> and
0: I think there was a ref last year. right yeah. hot mic that was saying the Dude, you've got to go down. Like, you can't just go. And he said he just Aaron Rodgers went on and on about how much he loved Joe Burrow. And, and everything he does, and, and you know he said the same thing about Justin Fields. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers says the right things as well. People want to hate him for some reason. Whatever, uh, I love him. He but knows he's dead. but you know, uh, yeah, I I am all in. But so let's let's transition since we just talked about Chase and Burrow. Let's transition. You you okay to go to NCAA football, guys? Yeah. Works for me. So let's transition to the biggest opening that we've seen in college football in a long time, right? Uh, Coach O, who we all fell in love with the way he talked the way his players rallied around him. And then he did a lot of sketchy things off the field and maybe, you know, lost. I don't know if he lost. The, I, I never want to say a coach lost the team, but when you read a lot of the reports of the way things were handled in practice and in games and whatever, it makes you question. This team is loaded with five-star talent and they're young. Ellison yep. was very young. Great win against Florida. Um, I think they have uh, Ole Miss this weekend, which bet the, I don't know what the over is, but I'm probably going to bet the over because all of a sudden Brad Johnson's kid looks pretty good, and they've got some good wide receivers, but they have been hurt. You're, you're without two All-American at corners, but it seems like it's the off-the-field issues that got Coach O fired. Um, now, when you hear these two names surface as their top two choices, it makes my ears perk, and I think it makes all college football say, say what? And when you hear Lane Kiffin and Dabo Sweeney as the two top options to go to LSU, uh, right there, I wanted to just go buy season tickets.
3: Yeah, yeah, I. Why would
0: Dabo leave? Well, Clemson, because Ella. If we're gonna be honest, Dabo rode the Trevor train and the Deshaun train. Yep. And it, there is not outside of Nick Saban in Alabama, there is not a better job in college football than LSU. What There's not Georgia. There's no. It's close. It, it's not. It's they haven't won a national title. It's not. It since I don't even know did they win when Herschel was there. I don't know. It, LSU's won three titles in the last 25 years under Saban, Miles, and Coach O. It, it is, you are in the hotbed of Louisiana. You're right next to Texas. You're in the SEC. You have the unbelievable facilities. And I'm, I'm not saying that Clemson isn't an elite program. They are. By no means it's a shot at Clemson. It's not LSU. Do you agree with me, Matt?
2: I 100% agree. There's, there, it isn't a comparison. No ACC team... Is as good as an LSU. And even if you did have a Deshaun Watson and a Trevor Lawrence and you played great football for a seven, eight year stretch, that's awesome. But at the same time, it kind of inflated the value, I think, of Clemson. We're seeing that this year. Uh, I think uh, Lane Kiffin is more tra- attractive to me to land to that job than I think Gabo is, though. I think Lane Kiffin brings more to the table. Uh, He's an offensive mastermind. I, I think he would rule well in the SEC. You're going to have to score. You're going to have to keep up with Alabama, with Georgia, with Florida, with all those SEC teams, right? So I I, I like the Lane Kiffin. I hire probably a little more than I would a dad Sweeney hire. I don't honestly think Sweeney leaves Clemson, but it wouldn't honestly shock me. So,
0: At, Back to Lane. Uh, if you got the chance, which I did, I watched the Tennessee game Saturday night and it went late into the night because – People at Tennessee acted an absolute idiots, throwing yeah. water bottles and golf balls at, at the players and the cheerleaders and the band. And then Ole Miss walks out with, with a dub uh, at Tennessee. Obviously the, the feelings run deep in Tennessee at old Rocky top against Lane Kiffin. And that's understood. That's understood. The thing, my thing about Lane Kiffin is I love to watch Ole Miss play, play football offensively. They can't stop anybody. We want to talk nope. about teams that can't stop anybody. They can't stop anybody. So if you're going to come to LSU where you are always going to have perennial Five-star athletes on defense. You have to hire, which Lane Kiffin has not done in his tenure, a defensive-minded. This is that stupid comment. What I was about to say: a defensive coordinator who is well-respected and who can shut down SEC offenses.
2: Yeah, I think you would have had to do that with Sweeney too, though. So, if I think Kip, uh, Lane brings more of an offensive upside to an LSU program, because we saw you know they won the national championship. It was written on the high tails of that offense. I mean, absolutely, yeah, I, but that
0: defense was unbelievable.
2: It that was, offense. it was. No, no, no discredit to the defense and the defensive players that were on that team. But without a, the Joe Burrow, the Jamar Chase, the Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, the Justin Jeffersons, I mean, that 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 LSU team isn't nearly what it was, right? I, I oh, think agreed. I think the Lane Kevin hired to me makes a little more sense than the Dabo Sweeney hire just just because of the offensive prowess. So, and I, I, I love Matt Corral and uh, Old Miss. I love Matt Coral. So, so do, I. do I.
3: Yeah, that LSU team, like, to expect Ed O or anyone to come there and immediately bring them back to that level, you come at a historically great football team in college. That team, the talent they produce in the NFL from that team, and the way that they kind of just dominated to a championship like they did, it's they're probably a top five top 10 college team of all time. I mean, a lot of people
0: argue that they're the best. Obviously yeah. the Alabama team last year rivaled that when you look at the guys that were on that field. Um, but yeah, they're right there. I mean, and, out uh, hey, shout, out and shout out to coach. Shout out to coach for what he did, but it just seems like his stuff, off the field stuff. the field? there's a, I'm going to let you look that up. I really don't want to get into all of that because I don't want to say something that could be right or could be wrong. There was, was a lot of, of probably, I probably probably. And, uh, And a lot of the reports of of things that he said to kids and, and I, I I was talked down. I mean, coaches said every word in the book to me, and I'm okay with that, but there is a certain line that I think you don't want to lose the locker room. And I think that was the question at LSU was, did he lose when you have that many four and five star athletes and you're losing games that you should, you should not lose to UCLA. That should never happen. And you know, when things like that start to happen, that's when the questions really started. I, I love him. He's going to coach the, the rest of the year. I hope the guys rally around him. I hope maybe he makes some changes in his life to, to move himself forward because there's no doubt that dude knows football. He is an unbelievable recruiter. Yeah. Unbelievable recruiter. And that's what LSU has to do. Les Miles was the same way Till at the end. He had a little struggles there where he couldn't recruit a quarterback. We saw that. That's why I, if I'm LSU and I'm the AD at LSU – I want an offensive guy like Lane Kiffin or Dabo Sweeney. And then you could bring in your own defensive guy, which Dabo has done. The defenses of Clemson have been great, to be fair. They do play in the ACC. But, you know, I, I think I, I, those are my top two choices. I don't know that Lane wants to leave Ole Miss. I don't know. You know, if he's getting Arch Manning in a couple of years, who knows? Yeah, but if he goes but, down, down. But maybe Arch Manning. There we go. Now you're following my train of thought.
2: Did you, did you guys see uh, when Nick Saban came on the Monday Night Football uh, show when they do it with Peyton and Eli. Yeah. Uh, Nick Saban was kind of hitting at it. He was like, I would have loved to coach a Manning. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I'm what sure you would have then, because you know Archie Manning's coming. God,
0: thank God they're back next week because I cannot watch Monday Night Football you without man the Manning. Just
3: can't be flipping off e- the
0: screen. <laughs> Eli flipping off the screen was fantastic. <laughs> but also, what I loved about Eli was that obviously he's doing his own show. I think it's, it's on HBO, maybe. I'm not sure. HBO ESPN plus I don't know where it is whatever I should have known that but and he said it's a lot easier to get coaches to talk to me for a little bit longer than their normal five to ten minutes when they know who my nephew is
2: yep a hundred percent a hundred percent
3: is anyone else surprised by how much more personality Eli Manning has I thought he was a boring, like a really boring guy
2: from how he played football. He was always outspoken I, I would have been in New
3: York. Would have been the I'm guy not the surprised group.
0: at all by just but, seeing Archie and Peyton in the forever. But then he said, always I feel like, like the all, quiet guy? Yes, but I feel like all those guys are just that. I oh. think they're all that way. And I doing, love it.
3: He was dancing and doing Shakira <laughs> quotes. I don't He's know. fantastic. I didn't
0: expect this, but I'm glad that it's happening because I love it. It's awesome. One, one thing I will say, as I hit, one thing I will say, <laughs> Arch Manning, if you're listening. He's not. No, but he could no, be. He's not. In case this goes viral.
3: Okay, he's not.
0: <laughs> this, this kid is 16 years old, maybe 17. He's a high school junior. He's young. He's going to win another state title, I assume, Bro. because I think they're dominating everybody. I don't know. I should have looked at that. It doesn't matter. This, this kid has it set up. He shows up to Georgia, right? Not, not, not just the state. We're talking the university. <sighs> and there are co-eds, college co-eds, with their half shirts on, and it says, we want Arch. (laughs) If he doesn't go to Georgia, I think maybe he's already – Kirby Smart might have already signed him that day. Could you – I am 47 years old. I am far removed, way farther than further than you two from being 16. Imagine walking (laughs) into an SEC game. Georgia, number one – at the time, I think they were number two in the nation because Alabama hadn't lost and you see, and if we're gonna be fair, we've all seen the co ed sections in the SDC. Many of them. Yeah. Mm. And you see, we want Caleb, we <laughs> want Matt, or Matt too Frosty, or at Verde Salsa on their stuff. I right then, where is the con I'm signing right now? I have no comments if on if nervous, nervous, that. Comment. Comment. <laughs> Matt, I'm gonna let you say something about this.
2: I, I do have something to say about that, because if I'm that high of prowess to walk into a Georgia university and to uh, see that transpire, then I'm going to go test my luck elsewhere as well. <laughs> hey, hey,
0: I'm, see, gonna, I'm, I'm now visiting every SEC Yeah, every I am country.
2: visiting every you're school out, in the nation. The
0: most girls <laughs> out by name.
3: I'm coming to you. Just go all over the country. Uh,
0: no, you're just going to the SEC, to be fair. you're not going, And you're not going to Vanderbilt. You're not going to Mizzou. I'm saying you're going to
3: sign everywhere. I'm Speaking of Mizzou,
0: was anybody else shocked that Luther Burden from East St. Louis chose Mizzou over Alabama, Georgia? Yes.
2: I was not shocked, actually. Really? No. I think uh, it's actually probably the best decision for him. Just to stay and be close to home? That and because he could be a big fish in a small pond rather than being a small fish in a big pond.
0: Okay. I understand that. But if you're, let's look at the big fish in the big pond that's come out of Alabama lately. A lot of I mean, we got Waddle. We got Devontae Smith. We've Henry got, Ruggs. Yeah, Henry Ruggs. We've got uh, – there's another one I'm missing right now. Jerry Judy. Yeah. I mean, I, I again, hey, I don't know the kid, and I'm not judging. It's Mizzou. It's the SEC. He's getting a free ride to go play football for me, St. Louis. Shout out to him. He is a stud. He is but, a stud. But, you know, I, I was just shocked when you see the three hats on the podium, and it's Georgia – Alabama, Mizzou. And everybody got nervous because Mizzou wasn't in the middle. They're like, oh, he's not going to Mizzou. I was shocked they chose Mizzou. Hey, shout out to their staff. They're terrible, Matt. They're absolutely all <laughs> shit bad.
2: They're so bad. It's, and it's <laughs> funny because this is actually the one year that I was like, okay, maybe maybe Drinkwitz has it together. No, 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 no. They're bad. But they're, they're really bad. bad. I hate them. So do I. But
0: hey, shout out to him. Hey, hard work pays off. I'm really happy for him. I don't know the kid. I don't know the family situation. Uh, maybe that, and I, I think that logically, maybe it is one of those, I want to be close to home where my family can come watch me play on Saturday. I completely right. honor and respect that a lot. I really do. And and Caleb said this when when I said something to him about it. If he's good enough, he's going to play on Sundays, you know, no matter where he goes. Saturdays. If he goes to, no, he's going to play on Sundays, the NFL, when it's all said and done. Oh, I thought
3: you were talking That's about that. No, internet. I'm
0: saying no matter where he ends up, Florida, Georgia, I mean, George, Alabama, Mizzou, he's going to end up playing on Sundays. And that's, that's the end goal for him, I'm sure. So, I hope he does. I really hope he does. I'm not a Mizzou fan, but I really do hope that I really do hope that, that works out for him. And he plays well. I, you just got to have somebody to throw in the football.
3: Yeah. And they've got some decent quarterbacks there. I mean, they drew a They can get someone maybe to get
2: I'll out. throw it. <laughs> there we go.
3: I say sign Matt right now. Hey, I want you
0: to go to Columbia and walk the field and see if there are co-eds with we want Matt on their stomachs.
2: If there's even one – I'm the starting say, quarterback on there, Saturday. If there's
3: anyone in Columbia with, us, with a shirt that says that about you, run. These aren't shirts.
0: These <laughs> are on our stomachs. Okay, yeah,
3: they run faster.
0: Yeah, you need to get said run yeah, fast. Yeah, yeah, I would maybe be a little bit nervous about who this is, Matt. No yeah. offense. It might be my dad. <laughs> it would not be. <laughs> <laughs> I might be able to fit we want Matt on my stomach. You might be able to fit we want Matt too
1: frosty. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
0: Oh, all right. I wanted to get into the NBA, but let's save that for next week. It is early. The Lakers are going to go on 82. I'm pretty excited about that. The Bulls are going to win the championship over the Warriors. That is my prediction. Ben Simmons is going to
3: ben, the Warriors. You think so? I do. Ben
0: Simmons is going to Minnesota. I think Minnesota as well. Oh, that sucks. I think it'd be, I think it'd be great for him. That's a really good spot for him. Also, and perfect. Shout out, he's going off. Go ahead, go ahead, Matt. What were you going to
2: say? Yeah, I just wanted to say Ben Simmons is a dummy. Go. What are you what I, he got? It, he got the Dave Roberts rant. I'm gonna I'm gonna get a little Ben Simmons rant okay. because not only I hope D Pagel is listening right now. Not only, and I get it, you're an All Star. I understand. The last six months for you, Ben Simmons, have been fairly rough. Okay, not only did you choke in the playoffs and didn't play to your All Star caliber self, you then request a trade. Not only do they not grant you that wish, they overinflate your value, saying they want some ridiculous price. Right, nobody's paying that for you. If you want to get traded, your ass better play, and you better play with a hundred percent effort and play and show another team that you can play at that All Star level. I, you, if you walk out of a sh- out of a practice and then head straight to a strip club, well, he here's the practice no, you
0: would have walked out either way. He was prepared. He, he, what he did was he knew he was getting kicked out. But can you? Blame I don't like you? the way he handled it. No. I don't like the way. No, he handled I
3: don't it. either. But can you blame the guy? I mean, the disrespect that Doc Rivers. I agree. Gave N-M-B. Him after. like, Doc Rivers has coached enough superstars in L.A. with all those huge egos that were there and Lob City times to know not to fucking do that to a superstar. If He's I'm Ben Simmons, I'm like, fuck you. You need me. I don't fucking need you. And he does it.
2: No, Doc Rivers doesn't guy. need Ben Simmons either, though.
3: Yeah, they do. They're not going go, to do shit. If they didn't do shit with them. Well
2: they didn't do anything with them. Ben Simmons, this is the problem. This is the problem. And I'm not saying the Sixers handled this well. I don't think they did. I think they overinflated his price. Teams got scared. They went away. Now nobody's calling. I think that's the issue. Yeah, they for, wanted right.
0: C.J. McCollum and like five first-round picks.
2: Which is just ridiculous. He's yeah, not worth that. Portland. Ben Simmons needs to play. Needs to get his head out of his arse. And... And I don't want to. I just don't get it. It's it's literally dumbfounding me. Like how you don't understand that you sitting out and looking like a baby is does not help your chances of getting traded. They're not going to just ship you away for a second round pick. They might something.
3: They might cut his ass if he's playing. They don't have to trade him because they're still getting value out of him. If he's not playing, they are getting zero value out of having a superstar level player. He's
2: not a a superstar, Caleb.
0: Yeah, I I think it's going to be an interesting thing to watch um i think that's something we need to tune into i I think minnesota does seem like the likely likely landing spot but again who knows i also like Sacramento. everybody has and who's going to give right maybe they traded for Kyrie. that's another another thing we need to talk about soon um but i think we hit a lot of really good topics tonight it's been a while since we've all talked matt it was uh fantastic to have you on here one last time let me go ahead uh guys do not do not forget check out the let me explain podcast i know that you're on um I know you're on Anchor like we are. Are you also? I assume on Apple Podcast and Spotify.
2: Yeah, I'm on right now. I believe it's just on uh, Spotify, and, and you can listen on the Anchor app as well. I believe, but I, I'm if, still working out the details to get it on Apple. It should be. Yeah, up I there think probably Anchor
0: takes a little uh, half a minute, like to get you on to you know, Apple. to get you onto Apple. But I service. think you'll eventually be on there, guy. And then you'll probably, if it, it worked for us as well, ended up on a bunch more platforms, which is pretty cool. And that's the way Anchor works. So I think it's awesome, dude. Give him a listen. Obviously, uh, you get to hear him and not us, so that's probably always a win.
2: <laughs> yeah, There's I love
0: want- you want to add before we get out of yeah,
3: here? Yeah, I do want to apologize for John I was a little bit aggressive. A little way bit. I went after you. <laughs> but, but I don't like the way you handled the Mike Show situation because you fired a guy that's been in your organization for almost two decades over the phone. So I, I will apologize if you give us Carlos Correa. I was a little aggressive, so I'm sorry, but, you know, sometimes my emotions run free. So, and that's what happens.
2: Uh, Matt, last word? Last word is, is I will be the first person to buy that Carlos Correa jersey. And why not the Braves? That's all I'm going to end it on. Why not the Braves?
0: I, I love it. I love it. Uh, once again, I can't thank you enough for joining us. Um, I, I, Mike Godard, who joined us also usually on Thursday nights, uh, tease and peace to Mike and, and his family. They're going through a rough time right now. So everybody, if you could really you know, keep him keep him in your thoughts and your prayers and send all your, your good vibe to, to he and his brother, Steve, who's awesome, by the way. One of our, one of our favorites here. Uh, And and then obviously his awesome wife, uh, Robin, if you could keep them in their prayers, just that would be a really good thing for you guys to do. Uh, He's an awesome dude. And, and uh, right now they could, they could use any good juju that everybody's got. Uh, I think he'll probably be back with us next week uh, as we'll probably have Matt back. We didn't really get into fantasy talk. That's okay. I do have Mike's top 10 locks. I'm going to put those on Twitter. Um, I didn't want to kind of do those without Mike. So he sent those to me because he's awesome, and I really appreciate everything he does. But I'm gonna put those up on Twitter. I'll have those up tomorrow for college football. I'll probably have them up on Saturday for the NFL. Look, he's been he had a pretty good run last week. So, uh, good luck to all of those of you betting this week. Good luck to the Braves. Let's continue. Which October's got to keep rolling. Let's keep that that train running. Uh, Cardinals, let's go sign somebody here when we can. We've got a little bit. We'll be back next week. We got some NBA talk. Uh, we'll, we'll be back in the NFL, but we're going to be also talking about the World Series. Yep. That's going to be awesome. Yep. Also, go Blues, go Blues three and zero. Caleb, hey, one more thing, Caleb going to his first Blues game Saturday night. Yeah, I'm so excited.
2: Caleb, you've never been to a Blues no, game. No, that, that's dad's my never fault. Taken me.
0: That yeah, I knew that was coming, so I wanted to go ahead and get out in front of that first. Now <laughs> that's my fault. Um, I, I, I do apologize blues. for that. That falls on me. Um, I
3: will take that. Yeah. Okay. I, I watched the blues games by myself. Am I, right?
2: I will. Um, I will say, I will say, <laughs> I'll give my piece of fantasy advice for this week because it's, I mean, by him is hitting hard this week. Just start who you can start your studs. I mean, we're not going to overcomplicate it this week. Everybody that you love and want to play is on a buy. So play who you can play and let's just skip Sunday. Go to a week. Let's go to week eight. Sounds fantastic. Don't forget to follow Matt at Matt Two frosty.
0: Uh, check out fantasy football league winners as well at FF league winners. Caleb at Caleb Noble zero eight. And don't forget us guys. Don't forget to find us on anchor. You find us on Apple. You find us on Spotify. We're on multiple platforms. Please find us. Give us a five-star rating. You guys are awesome. We greatly appreciate all, all of you. Uh, We will be back early next week. Uh, We're going to be talking, like I said, some world series and everything else next weekend is Halloween weekend. My wife's favorite weekend of the year. So uh, I will be doing whatever she wants as far as Halloween goes, and I'm okay with that. <laughs> you know, that's that's fine with me. I know Caleb's going up to U of I yeah. uh, to the football game and to celebrate Halloween up there. That will also be fun. Uh, Matt will be in touch, buddy. We'll have you back on. And, uh, guys, everybody stay safe out there. Take care of each other. Have an incredible weekend. Let's go. Blue, Braves. Braves and LSU. Let's go. Hey, well, I don't know who to root for. I'm rooting for LSU, but I really do like Matt Corral and Ole Miss.
3: I'm just saying go
0: Strokes. There we go. And go Saints on on Monday night. Monday night football, Saints-Seahawks. Let's go Saints. Uh, Have a fantastic weekend. Once again, stay safe. Take care of each other. Cheers. The more you know. The
1: more you know. The more you know. It's the more you know.